Howdy, everybody. How goes it? This is the duo podcast because there's two of us. Is that how that works? Yeah, because things have to be named entirely literally. Why are you looking at me like that? So this is the duo spoiler cast because there's two of us. My name's Andrew Duo. Yeah. And this is Keith Duo. We are now, now, part now of, you're just shipping. We are part of the duo <laughs> right, clan. Now, now, when you, once it becomes our names, you're just shipping it, and it's getting weird. No, it's part of the duo clan. Oh, that. that's, apparently, that's what uh, all last names in Star Wars are, just clan names, which is a weird thing I didn't know existed. I've been really fixated on that scene specifically, just the, just the solo scene. I think it, you know what, I think it's what... It's really upset, hard to not fixate on that. You know why like, they... They really, they really put that in. You know why they did that? Because Skywalker... Where he, Skywalker where he walks is a, on the sky? No, because Skywalker is a clan. It's like a clan name. So, like, you have sure. to have a last name because, it, like, it, and the last name has to matter. I think our I think our last names, which are family names, can accurately just be called clans also. They can, but they, <laughs> In they fact, don't. People do call that them that now but, sometimes. But they don't somewhat serve, ironically. But they don't serve that kind of purpose. No, but that's always what they kind of... Hey, everybody, this is the Solo spoiler cast. We're doing Solo. It's the Star Wars story. They just called it Solo. They trusted us to know that Han, that's Solo meant Han Solo, the Han Solo movie. Keith, this is but, a movie for plebeians, but it's for a fans. movie that this this is a movie written for people so dumb they don't, that they would never be able to make find the theater to know that the movie that's just called Solo is about Han Solo. That's because that's how many times they like look directly at the camera to explain really obvious things. Yes, like the concept of nicknames. <laughs> this is a movie that instructs you like you're the audience of the Dora the Explorer people uh, how nicknames work which is that sometimes when a name has multiple syllables they make it a two syllable name by saying the first syllable and then the sound E like Andy I don't think that's actually an abbreviation of Andrew but what no yeah it is yeah it, it is yeah it is that is the actually the only thing it is yes and stuff like that like if we called him Andy which isn't actually a shortening of his name, but it's a nickname anyway. How do you shorten yours, Key? You don't. <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> Ever. I'm I'm cursed as being one of those people where if I get a nickname, it lengthens my name. No. I which just... has happened. What what other nickname? <laughs> None could of them possibly... stick because they all sound dumb. <laughs> but yeah. How do you even lengthen? Wait, how do you make a nickname for Keith? That makes no sense. It's always silly. But the uh Keithy? But yeah, this is a movie where they're like, like not... what's your name? Chewbacca? I'm not going to say that. It's too long. I'm going to call you Chewy. Well, he doesn't say that. No. He says... But where they explain or, that, yeah. there's an explanation scene of why he calls Chewbacca Chewy. Because... And this is... I mean... There's... going Like, this movie represents everything I hate and everything I want and don't want in a Star Wars movie. This 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 movie explains 100% why Star Wars should not be made anymore. <laughs> like, this is the... Yeah. And, like, and I'm not saying that in a bitterness uh, way. I'm saying, like, this is your future lest you can you keep letting Disney continue to make these movies. It's, like, it's all... The quality is going to keep getting worse when the... Not to mention, like, this is our future if people keep losing their shit over any minor deviations that happen in like the last jedi and stuff like oh, that yeah. is we're going to have movies that are exclusively about the existing canon and not expanding on it and just masturbatory self-contained all inside the box self-referential and 
only explaining things that are things that are pre-established that we then rich then we try to reverse engineer an explanation for later which is that oh wow george lucas half-assed a throwaway line about something called the kessel run that didn't even make sense if when you read it because parsecs aren't even a a speed measurement what the fuck let's make a whole movie about that God damn it! <laughs> and, it's, and when I say it's everything, by the I, way, when I say uh, it's everything I want and don't want, I mean what I want. And I say this about RPGs and Star Wars and stuff like that. It's just like I want movies that are about smaller stories. Yes, because I'm sick of every single movie being about the fate of the universe. <laughs> like in Dragon Age, it's really exhausting to have, or Mass Effect, to like have every individual story being about like everything hinges on this. Yeah, which is why, like, despite all the other problems yeah. that Dragon Age Two had, when Dragon Age Two was just about the fate of a city. And it's inner workings. I'm like, this is refreshing. Yeah. So I look at this movie. I'm the like, whole oh. world isn't on my shoulders today. <laughs> so, so when I look at this movie, I'm like, yes, this is our chance. It's going to be a movie just about a smuggler in the Star Wars nope. universe. I can't wait. No. Nope. And they're like, we're going to fuck it up constantly. By the way, it's about how the rebellion started. I'm like, fuck. Han Solo is like kind of the founder of the entire Rebel Alliance, basically. But he's not. No, but he made it happen anyway. But he didn't. Because Leia's family did, but not anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> now we there's... fucked it. <laughs> I... Now we fucked it all. Okay, so my favorite, my favorite uh... thing about the entire Solo movie is the first line that you ever see the moment the movie starts. Was that? And this also, oh, is this an ironic favorite or a real favorite? An ironic favorite. Okay, which is, which <laughs> I didn't is, uh, need to know. It's ironic favorite because the first line you ever see in that fucking movie is. In a lawless time. The second thing you see... Is there a law- lawful time in Star Wars Universe? The second thing you see <laughs> is a very orderly border control check so that you cannot get through without... Oh, you mean laws? Yeah. <laughs> you know the thing that is a lawless in the galaxy, right? The, ga- the galaxy is literally lawless. Yeah, that's, that, that description sets us up like this is the Wild West. And then it opens up with a super heavily governed area it's, it, it, where you have to get through checkpoints just to move around the city or leave. Like, it's fucking... Like, you like you can call Papers, Please a lot of things, but you can't call Ostotska lawless. <laughs> yeah. It's like... In fact, dystopian is the opposite of lawless. They mean the opposite of each other, basically. Yeah. It, it just, a lawless time of 1984. It just struck me as so odd, because I was like, a lawless time is... I thought the whole point of Star Wars was the so, fate of, like, two giant governments fighting each other at all times. Also, like, when is it ever lawless? Similarly, this moment you're talking about is the first one where I knew we were in trouble. Like, I already kind of went into this expecting the whole thing to be bad. Did the text crawl really bother you that much? So I, I went into this whole thing expecting it to be kind of bad, mainly because there was the news about how supposedly they needed acting coaches. But also the I more- thought they fired that guy. They, uh, no, they need they need an acting coach for this, the guy that plays Solo, supposedly. And they didn't change that guy. No, what they did do... Well, they didn't get him acting lessons no, either. <laughs> what's alarming is they had uh, Lord and Miller, which if I remember correctly, I think they did... I think they did the Jump Street movies and Lego. Okay. And they had those guys. Yeah, and then and they then fired, they fired them yeah. to get Ron Howard... The most boring person in the world. He uh he definitely brought his A game to so, this movie. So just that news, I'm expecting like, all right, at best this is going to be like Ant Man, which have... was like Ant Man was like incredibly forgettable, but it had the chance of being much better because it was supposed to be made by Edgar Wright, and then he left the project midway through and was replaced by, I don't know, somebody with a 
a gray piece of paper for a face, probably. <laughs> Here's a generic white director we found somewhere in the mud. So I, I was already like, Boom. I was already like, we're in trouble here. But that works for me with Star Wars. Like going in expecting bad is is when like a, a movie like Last Jedi can be like completely surprised me. I'm like, oh shit, I'm actually into this, and this is all the and then this is a better experience for the fact that I was kind of expecting it to be well, yeah, bad. Going with low expectations. But all, this has additional baggage of it being another prequel in the Star Wars universe, which has never been good ever. And especially bad after Rogue One, where we're, this idea is that we're going to reverse engineer the explanations of shit from the original movies, which is like, we already had this whole masturbatory practice of doing that for an entire tr- trilogy in the 90s, at the 2000s. Keith, the prequels like, were literally so th- bad. Literally that- nine hours of movie just to explain why Vader is Vader. <laughs> Do you remember when we had the talk? We all had the talk as fans, as Star Wars fans, and we said, no more prequels. And then Rogue One came out, and everybody's like, I am so hyped. Thank God there's a new prequel movie. Okay, oh, you mean what the worst happened? Star Wars movie since the prequels? <laughs> Actually, it's, I think it might be worse than some of the prequels. What happened where we went from the prequels are cancer who've ruined everything I've loved to I want Disney to make a bunch of prequels? Here's my pro tip. I, pro tip about world building. Let Applegrass be Applegrass. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. In, I, in, in 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 uh in Doctor Who, they go to New 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 York, and they, they're, that's not how cities work, by the way. You no, don't just keep adding new to it. <laughs> but it's funny because it's Doctor Who, and they're and they're in the apple grass, and he just says apple grass, and guess what? Never comes up again. They never explain apple grass. They don't make a prequel movie about apple grass I mean, I and think... explaining apple grass. The problem is we're ruining all the apple grass in the original Star Wars movies. There was three original movies, and they had a main story, and that main story was the through line, and they would say side comments about yeah. that are world building. Clone Wars, yeah, Kessel Run. Exactly. Run, I was about to say the Clone Wars. They just said like in the like Obi Wan just says a line like oh, the, the, the Clone Wars, like we was talking about your father or whatever the fuck. Which is called world building. Yeah, we get it. Exper- we get to but understand. No, we got to got to have a whole movie and an entire animated series just about the Clone Wars later. Oh my I'm god! Like, now we know everything about the Clone Wars and how Darth Maul has robot legs. Like and all have, this other shit. Like I have PTSD from the Clone Wars. Like I don't even think Obi Wan did, but I do now. We're explaining the ca- <laughs> we're explaining the Kessel Run. We've explained where the milk comes from. We've we've explained the backstory of the guy who gets in a fight with Luke in the first movie at the cantina because he's also on Rogue One. That's on the, right, he's on the Rogue One planet for some reason, and uh, I guess he got away. And he has like a throwaway even line where it's like, "God, oh, fuck you." That whole area explodes, but I guess he got away first so he can be in go fight Luke later or something. And it's like you can't. It's 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 bad for two reasons. One, you're demystifying anything that's ever said in the original movies. Yeah, that could just be fun little. Oh, I wonder what that's like, and it's way better in your head than yeah. The imagination is the point. But also, you're constrained in your storytelling to just try to retroactively make shit that people said in a fucking fifty years ago in a movie make sense. Yeah, and make an entire script about some throwaway line instead of making your own thing. It is weird to think about the fact that Han Solo, as a character, we meet him in his presumably late 20s. And he's just fully formed and he's already Han Solo. He's completely. already Han Solo. You know what would be cool? He's the same character except he just doesn't have his blaster and his, his ship and his and his pet man. And, and he gets all three of those and yeah. they're all exactly how they are in the decades later. And I don't care about those. This movie might as well have ended him with like, him sitting down in the cantina. With an empty spot across from him, almost as if Luke was about to sit down. 
because that's how fully formed and how he's going to go through no changes between now and the new hope it is literally <laughs> like, like he was put he's just already on solo it was and he doesn't have an arc in the movie no he doesn't he, he's, he starts and ends the movie as the same person yep which is somebody who is a criminal but also lo- like cares about people he's which a... also like that's that's also what he's in a new hope except for but now also, he also has the... unrequited love but also they they also which is weird yeah but about. they also diminish his arc in the pre in the in the original ser- series because now he's already taken a moment where he, instead of just being a smuggler that cares about his own people he does something good for a greater cause but his whole arc over the course of the trilogy was supposed to be that he only cares about his own people or himself and stuff like that. And it was just and him and Chewie. And then he, then he rises to help a larger group. Yes. That's his arc. And they're like, but also he did it already when he was a kid. I'm like, okay, so he's just always the same person all the time forever and just says he's not? That's good storytelling. Thanks. It's almost That's like, almost as good as Luke Skywalker going transitioning clothes from each movie and slowly growing darker until you think maybe he might turn to the dark side. No, it's fuck it. He already turned to the dark side a moment when he was a teenager, and then he just got over it, and he's doing it again. Let's just remake the same stories. Uh. So, from here on out, I would probably say it's like all all spoiler all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we haven't really talked about the movie at all. I guess we technically all, but... haven't, but people, people should have already run away anyway. Yeah. But for me, like, my ranking of recent Disney movies is like Last Jedi, Infinity War... Thor Ragnarok, Deadpool 2. Uh, is there any other ones I can put above Solo? Uh, I haven't seen Black Panther still. Solo's like way down there. Uh, and I include Deadpool 2 because as far as I... I don't pay super close attention to the news, but I think Disney owns that now. Yeah. So also... so Yeah, Disney owns it. Right now they're like, why is Solo underperforming? It's like, because it's competing with two other movies that you made. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why? It's literally like the entirety of theaters. The entirety of theaters, as far as I could tell, was a movie. It was a Star Wars movie. The giant conflict that all of the Avengers universe has been building to for 10 years. A Deadpool sequel. A movie about people reading Fifty Shades of Grey. A movie about talking dogs and Solo. That was the entirety of theaters. What's a board meeting like at Disney? That's what the book, that book club, that one yeah. book club movie that you're seeing in theaters right now, that's what that's about, by the way. About reading Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, it's a bunch of like older women that have a book club where the book in, in, in question is Fifty Shades of Grey. That's what we're competing with. So it's basically just three, st- what, it's just three Disney movies. The it's the fucking, entirety of theaters right now. What is even a movie? Is that just a book club? Like, what the fuck? What happens? Do they just become BDSM? There's a good uh, people. There's a good Dan Olson video where he where he saw that because he's in the middle of doing a Fifty Shades of Grey of Grey series where he just goes all in on this shit. Great. Uh, which is that's that's actually way more fun than you'd think. Kind of like when Lindsay Ellis did the Transformers series. I've at this and, point uh, I've seen so many things about Fifty Shades of Grey and yeah. have read the book that I'm just kind of oh like, you read it yeah oh boy well I, you can blame Naya for that but oh I'm sure uh, it was it, like I, I basically got to a point where like I there's like literally nothing else to talk about like this but book is so dead it there's nothing else to discuss Dan Olson's theory of all this is that this whole movie just exists to be like sent to like as soon as it's done with theaters it's just gonna be sent to a bunch of different channels that just need to fill time during the day 
and then and they sell ads against that and then they just they ultimately this whole the whole profit model of this movie is just to make money in the tv circuit so it's it exists as like a lifetime movie it's, yeah it's where like, like a it's a throwaway in, movie yeah its entire existence is meant to be just Which on is why it's daring to compete with three nightmares at once but uh, what, what is a board meeting like at disney like do do people are they arguing about them putting these three movies out at the same yeah, time? Yeah, are they arguing like Solo didn't perform well? That's a problem. It's like, <laughs> uh, sir, we have two other movies that have one of them has you know done really really well. It's like, but we didn't make money on the third one, and it's like at the same time as the other two. It's like, yeah, I want Americans to be giving all of the money to Disney. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like I heard Ant Man was a disappointment, and that's getting a sequel. It's not about so whether it gets a sequel. I'm just saying, like, does do the board of directors even comprehend like, how like ridiculous this is? Like, whether or not they realize they're competing with themselves? Yeah, like, do they realize that the profits that they're losing is because the profits are going into... Is Disney even making a holiday movie this year? Like, what's their holiday movie? You would think that either Infinity War or Solo would be their holiday, war, holiday movie, and they would make one Memorial Day and one Holidays, because that's, like, the logical sort of spacing to do. When does, when does uh, Ant-Man and Wasp come out i don't know but that can't be that i think it is <laughs> that, that just comes out whenever that's that kind of movie i think that's but like holiday. oh no no wreck it ralph oh is wreck it ralph coming out this I year i think yeah wreck it ralph uh oh, breaks the internet so much better than than solo <laughs> no it's not no, have you what? watched the trailers don't for it don't tell me these things the trailer for it is don't based, say these things the base, basically the trailer for it is disney uh, disney's version of the emoji movie is basically what they've built this up to be oh no it is very it is literally the trailer i'm has, just gonna really hope you're misreading everything no no the trailer has six brand names that show up in the well, trailer that's what happened in the last movie too no no i mean like blatant oh like not just like oh look it's chen lee over there no 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 i i mean like it said there's a building on the internet that says ralph's existence neutered at all the up the the idea of ready player one so I think like, so, yeah. Like we already did this. Look at all the video game video characters in our Wreck-It Ralph movie. Wreck-It Ralph did it better. If it, yeah. like, if, if if you're asking like who wore a dress remember, better, like remember, Wreck-It Ralph wore remember, video remember games better. Hubert. I mean, it's better than remember Zangief. It's better than like remember. You're a bad guy, but we are not bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, what are you? That's you're... more. That's more storytelling involving Zangief than likely involves any of the fucking set dressing and all of Ready Player One. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like. Hey, remember Street Fighter? And then Ready Player One's like, hey, remember Joust? And I'm like, I don't I, I don't want to remember Joust. No one wants to remember I Joust. I want to remember Street Fighter. It was fun when I was a kid. Joust I'd was never again. fun. I'd like some pound cake. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my response to Street Fighter. <laughs> I, love, I love that. <laughs> the dumbest, shortest Igoraptor ego joke ever made. <laughs> It's just a five-second joke. But the pound kick! <laughs> I think my favorite Ego Raptor joke is probably the one, uh, the Mega Man one. It's like, get a couple of eggs, put them in a bowl, stir the fuck out of it! <laughs> There's a lot of really good stuff during the sequelitis videos, but I, I really like Mr. Literal. I, I, I like it too much. I miss Ego Raptor. <laughs> Poor Ego Raptor. All right, I hope, he feel, hope he feels better soon. <laughs> one day, one day he'll be funny again. All right, so but Solo was bad. Yes, like bad <laughs> on levels that cannot be. Like you can't come back from this. As... Solo can trick you into feeling like it's good. It does. So here's what it does. Here's, here's the thing about Solo. It has a good final segment. 
okay like the uh, like the post heist everyone's betraying each other and here's my plan here's my plan here's my plan all the shit overlapping yeah like, like that is what you put in a good movie like that scene out of context would suggest the rest of the movie is way better yes if and, i saw a trailer just so with that scene it would ending be really... on that scene made me think the movie was better than it was oh like for the drive home i was like yeah, that was all right wasn't it but uh, then, I, but then over time, over the course of the next week, because it's been a week since we saw it, and that led to a lot of digesting, uh, I kept thinking about the rest of the movie and how I just felt numb inside, and how none of it did anything, and it just had a good ending, so that made me feel like the rest of the movie was yeah. better. I watched it today, so I am yeah. very bitter about like <laughs> a, almost all of it. Uh, so we should probably start by trying to actually go forward in the story, like so from the beginning, probably right. Sun sunrises. On a brand new day in Han Solo's life. And Which, he by is... the way, already we've done... I kind of came at this before and I didn't, didn't really follow up on it. But like, here's where the first thought... No, we knew we were in trouble here. Was that... We're, I knew that we were going to be firmly in the not thinking outside the box. And just doing stuff based on what other people did already. And just like following slavishly other people's examples. Is that we have a second story or whatever you call it. Of the Star... Like a Star Wars story movie. Yeah. And... What do they do? The same thing as Rogue One, where they're like, there isn't a text crawl. Ooh. Oh, oh. they just, everything about this movie is going to be just slavishly recreating ideas that other people already had. So immediately they're like, oh, there's no text crawl because it's a Star Wars story. I'm Ron Howard. <laughs> and that's how we do. That's apparently what they did. So I'll yeah. do that. <laughs> I'm like, great. And then, yeah, the what Solo just... and Kira meet each other. Uh, and then and they exposit to each other what their characters are yeah, very very blatantly um, they just sit down I, in a small room face each other there's no camera cuts at all and they no. just tell each other what their character motivations are i, I got like i i think <laughs> i think the moment that happened i was like oh i didn't realize george lucas was directing the solo movie they're it just, feels just like the prequels like they, i was like what's happening sit down and they're like this is the final job that'll get us the thing we need to get away. Oh, man, the thing that we need, the money that we need to escape this planet once and for all. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, wow, we're just going. Uh, that's what people say to each other. He just shows up with a thing. And he's like, here's the thing. We'll fulfill it's, our master plan. It's like, and it's so convenient where he's like, I got this thing. It's worth just enough money to buy a ship so we can leave the planet. Which, by the way, this entire movie is about people's final heists. Yes. Like three times in a row. Uh, every technically every heist every, is the final heist for somebody people keep dying yeah because yes. everyone dies but every single heist is going to be the magic heist that fixes all their problems yes. every time yes and then people keep dying or failing and nobody questions that but, process and, and they keep doing it again and every heist is about stealing fuel yeah every, every Mostly heist. the same type of fuel no it's, wait, no. Oh, it's wait, the it, exact oh, same type right. of fuel all three of them are the same fuel over and over again at least this isn't like rogue one where they show us a weird shiny thing and then it never comes up again at least it actually is the reoccurring shiny thing. Yeah, except for in Rogue like, One, they were like, you have a necklace made of this thing or whatever. Well, except for they do... We forgot they, about that for the rest of the movie. They do that one thing with the weird dice that he has. What dice? The, you know, the, Just the fact that he has the dice? Well, the dice thing that he gives to her, and then she gives it back to him. And yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to, like, take that as something? And then the end of the movie has, him, it has it dangling as, like, a fucking window thing. Yeah. And I was like, I... Was this in the original movie? What are these dice? What the fuck are they doing here? Oh, do you not know what the dice are? I don't know what the dice are. Oh. Are they part so, of the original movie? So this is part of Star Wars and the worst parts of its storytelling at times is that they just slavishly keep sticking to these really annoying 
like fan servicey moments. Okay. And they just keep throwing them in as Easter eggs over and over and over again throughout the movies. And you're supposed to really care about like that blue milk exists or something. Like when blue milk was in the original movie and then like it showed up again. And I don't even remember if it was in the, in the Force Awakens or Rogue One, but one of them had blue milk. And they're like, oh my God, blue milk. And then the last Jedi was like, now it's green milk and it comes from a booby. Spoilers, they all come from boobs because they're milk. Uh, so that's Han Solo's dice. They're hanging in the Millennium Falcon in all the movies. And that's also in Last Jedi was like the dice that because uh, Han Solo's dead in Last Jedi and Luke gives the dice to Leia when he shows up. Remember, he gives Leia, he gives, he gives Leia Han's dice and then he goes off to martyr himself. And then when he disappears, the dice disappear. Those were Han's dice. When the fuck were they in the original movie? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't these know. Did we have? I believe people when they say that. Did they have? But zoom-ins? it's literally just storytelling designed to pander people that have obsessed over the shit for the last fifty years, and they're just and it's all apple grass bullshit. It's all nonsense. I it doesn't matter. But the stuff that doesn't matter has become the text instead of the context. Like it's not it's not background details like, anymore. And now we have to give full screen service to Han Solo's dice several times when that never happened a single time in the original movies, which meant you weren't supposed to remember them or take note of them. They were just a piece of set a piece of set dressing that added personality to the character or something. Yeah. There was never a full focus shot of Han Solo's dice I don't in the remember. original trilogy. I don't remember these. But dice. now there's been like six. And all what? the and all the masturbatory Hansel is already dead, but let's keep obsessing over his shit and was make he, his dice a thing. Was now. he like playing with them in the cantina or I, I, I literally I can't tell you though. Like I rewatched all of the original movies before I watched Last Jedi, and I and when the when the dice showed up in Last Jedi, I'll, I was mostly like I believe you, I guess. Like they must be from Han. Wait, that makes even less sense now. So he. He still had the dice, but then why would you give them to Leia? Because isn't the dice reminiscent of his unrequited love for Query? And, uh... You mean why did... Well, why would pe- he people s- suspect that Luke gave Leia the dice so that she would know that he's not actually there. Because the dice weren't real? Because he wasn't real? But why would... They were imagined dice in that context? Well, yeah, but why would, fade you, away. why would you use the dice that signify a love that wasn't Leia? I don't think Leia knows about the dice with that, specifically. Then why would Han even keep the dice, then, at that point? Also, I'm not sure if the dice really signify Kira, specifically, as much as their dice he already had. And he just happens to give them to her in a moment. Like, ha, you'll live, right? We'll see each other again. That's the thing. It's like, he gives them to her, which then they become a symbol of their love. Because they first show up in this movie when he just hangs them on a rearview mirror of the speeder they're on. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the dice. We're setting this up. I'm like, oh, the dice. Really? He's still. Ha- he's had the dice his whole life. <laughs> That's that was another moment of like, just like, wh- like that was. I knew the crawl was we were, in, we were in trouble, but I knew we were in trouble, especially when we saw the dice, because I'm like, really? He's had the dice his entire life. I guess so. Like he had the dice as an adult, but really, you're gonna make the dice that big of a deal? Like, it's all we got, man. We don't have it, anything else. It's all these moments where like. Han in Solo the original was... trilogy, there's just details that are just around. Yeah. And is there's no particular weight given to them. But because fans have obsessed over their fucking, like, art books that explain all the sets and the, the 500 expanded novel things and just really obsessive nonsense that ruins storytelling, uh, now the dice are super important retroactively. And they just make this up now. Hey, out of curiosity, is Lando dead? 
Is Lando dead? And yeah. Is like Lando Calrissian dead in the like in the current uh, uh I don't Did he die in the or in the I don't originals? think he's established as being dead now. Then why why wouldn't Han Solo just leave the Millennium Falcon with him? Instead of having it Oh, instead of it being on the the junk piles yeah, the, of not Tantooine? Yeah. Not Tantooine. Why wouldn't he just leave it at What's Cloud's... It called? Uh, I lost it. I don't know. So I think it has a Q. <laughs> Q's are. Uh, Q's are. I don't... I, I did, why Do wouldn't... people know what Q's are is? Was that a, large, was that a larger chain? No, that, that was... Local? That was... I think... Well, I think it was a larger chain, but I think it's like American only. And I he think was, was referencing like, a now like archaic and I think extinct uh, very laser extinct. tag Yeah, chain. very extinct. I the, think it's uh, gone now. Ours is gone. Our, our, all of ours are gone. We had a lot of them. Yeah, one of them became Zap City, and then that was that also is gone now, I think. I don't think kids want to play laser tag anymore. They have real shooters. <laughs> they can just play video games. The but Which it, have better mechanics. <laughs> but like why if it was Lando's ship originally and then Han won it and then cared about it, why wouldn't Han just like leave it with Lando? When he's... Instead of it going into like a junk pile somewhere, yeah, I don't remember. I feel like they might have explained why the what happened with this ship. I think in he said the something stu- like offhanded, I mean, like it got stolen or something. I think, and I was like, yeah, I what? Think it, I think it got explained at some point during Force Awakens, but Force Awakens wasn't that interesting to me, so I never watched it twice. It just seems so I just, weird that a lot. you wouldn't like I don't know send a send like a a Twitter message to Lando and be like, yo, Lando, Millennium Falcon got stolen. You want to like get that back for me real quick? I gotta do some other jobs. And Lando would probably have nothing else to do because Cloud City, I don't even know why it exists. And he just probably has nothing else to do but go get a Millennium Falcon. So it just seemed weird that it would just happen to be sitting on a junk planet forever. And that one, Lando didn't know where it how was. Did, and how, two, how did, uh, not Last Jedi, uh, Revenge of, Return of the Jedi. There we go. Uh, the, the, now the names are all becoming a soup yeah. of similar words. And we have the additional detail of people being like, it was going to be a Revenge of the Sith, but then they changed it to be to Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And then we also have The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens and so many generic fucking milquetoast-ass wasteful na- Like, at least we used to have The Phantom Menace the Cl- and The Clone Wars. We're like, those are good titles for movies. Yeah. Because it's completely separate from all the other titles. And it also tells you what's going on. But we have Return of... Revenge of the... Whatever the Episode 3 is called... Which may or may not be the same the thing that they almost called episode six. I don't remember. But then also episode six and episode seven and eight are all like almost the same titles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can't keep them straight anymore. But I can't remember it in episode six. Uh is Lando fine? Is that how it turned out? Is like the deal turned out? I think he ultimately No, wait, no, he revolted against because they the whole thing was like he's like I am altering the deal. Pray that I do not alter it further. When yeah. he was when Vader was fucking with them, so then didn't Lando ultimately revolt against Vader? I think so. So is Cloud City gone now? Did they destroy Cloud City? After, after, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how don't know. Cloud City works even I don't, in general. I think so... the new movies haven't addressed where Lando is. Oh, so for well, we... Disney, you are slacking because I need some Lando <laughs> in my movies. So uh, I think that's a, I think that's all a loose end that could go in in any direction. Oh God, are we gonna get a? Lando we're gonna get movie? a. We're gonna get a Battle of Cloud City movie. We're gonna get a fucking Lando movie. We're gonna, I swear we're gonna to get God. a. We're gonna get a Battle of Cloud City movie where they where they they go after Lando for his transgressions against the Empire. By the way, Lando. Oh wait, does the Empire just not exist at the end of six? Did they just fully beat it? It just because even that's not entirely. I'm well, not entirely sure, I mean, honestly. It's 
it's kind of like saying they blew up his big ball thing, but that didn't work last no, time. No, it's uh, think of it more I, like uh, I think don't it, think just killing Sidious kills the entire empire. No, it's uh, think of it more that it, happened in set, in episode eight. Yeah, <laughs> again, <laughs> I the way I uh, attribute it to it is similar to like how yes, we beat like we won World War Two and defeated the Nazi regime, like but like Nazis still exist. Like the mentality like of the Imperials, the rest exists. of World War Two, and you just kill Hitler. But the whole Nazi thing's already happening. Yeah, I think there's enough people in that structure that are interested in it continuing that it would just keep going. That's what I mean. It's not it's like, like one guy you, was single-handedly like he yeah. might like if you get him before the whole thing starts, then maybe the whole thing doesn't happen. But once yeah. it's already in place, just killing the leader doesn't necessarily like stop the whole thing from happening. That's what I'm saying. It, like, it's once, like a like once you, what, you romance can... in the Three Kingdoms. <laughs> That's. Okay, it's a, it's well, a good example. I well, mean, I, th I feel like that's more of a monarchy type deal, though. It's because like the well, people I mean, are I, it's, just it a, it's just a, it's just an example of like when you play like Dynasty Warriors Seven. I think was the one that did a good job with the story, where you play through like you should you play through the Shoe Empire, and fucking everyone just keeps dying and getting replaced over and over again. Well, and the you're Shoe like, Empire gets and like completely going. stomped out. Like once you like it's played down all the other games, but in that one specifically, when you play as an empire as a whole instead of people, you realize how every single it's every single empire is a ship of Theseus. I was gonna say, I thought every individual person is yeah. replaced as the war just outlives all of them. Well, like even because like, that, that's what them, happens when you kill Sidious, probably because most of them are families. And so, like through Di yeah. through the Three Kingdoms, by the end of the Three Kingdoms, the original families don't exist anymore. They're yeah. all gone. People just keep carrying. Or even the just name. real life, like when real life presidents are assassinated, the United the United States doesn't just dissolve. Well, okay. Even though that is literally the premise of several post apocalyptic and dystopian settings, is that a president is assassinated and then somehow the United States ceases to exist. Except unlike, for that one. Unlike all the times it's happened already. Except for that one Jack Bauer mo uh, show. What? Uh, the is that another Tom Clancy thing? Um, designated survivor. Is that really the name that someone guy gave a thing? I think, yeah. That's a terrible name. Well, because it's, uh, like, the premise is that Kiefer Sutherland is playing as a, he's, like, the head of, I think it's, like, the... the Designated uh, survivor. Oh, Jack Bauer's 24. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's not 24 related. I was, like, Jack, I was thinking, like, Jack Reacher? Sorry, <laughs> I was, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland plays a character that Oh, is, it's not even Jack Bauer, you just no, called him that. I just call him that. <laughs> it, I, it, Kiefer Sutherland's a I thought it was a Jack Bauer side story. No, Kiefer Sutherland's a stupid name. Uh, Jack Bauer's better. The There could totally be a Jack Bauer side story. They already made another 24. <sighs> Which don't, is canceled already, I think. Yeah, it is. Don't remind <laughs> me. The uh, no, but like he plays, he basically plays a character where it's like everybody in the secession line for president, like president dies and vice president dies, and this, like it basically. I think there was like something where a terrorist just blows up every building. They yeah. like blow up Congress, blow up the White House, blow up uh something is it else. Like White House down. It literally every building is just destroyed that has. The people that would run America. Did they and play the Tchaikovsky song with the cannons, and then and then talk about revolution with a with a white mask with a mustache. No, oh. but close enough. Is better. Is it, better when the, when the Wachowskis did it. And so it's basically just like a show that where was the Wachowskis, by the yeah, way, yeah, it was Fee for Vendetta. Weird. And it like yeah, so the whole show is just basically like him being the last guy in secession to be president in case all these people die. And then he is. And then he is. All of them and, died. And yeah. And so it's like, it's this weird thing of like, oh yeah, I guess the system is literally batshit insane. We're like, that is, that is what happened in a, I, I just finished reading the, the Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah. And part of the premise of that is that there is a, there is a like, 
a very, very articulately planned massacre of the yeah. government <laughs> where they assassinate the president. And also, I think they lock in all of parliament and kill all of them in the building. Like, they just they just take out all the government they can, basically. And that's, Wait, that's what ultimately leads to the, the, the government that is in the, in the hands made tale. Which... That's exactly how this starts off. <laughs> Hold on a second. Well, when was your thing written? Because the Handmaid's Tale was from the 80s. <laughs> this was made like... Two years ago. Handmaid's Tale is from 1986. I think they stole that. I I genuinely think, reading The Handmaid's Tale and seeing the copyright date, that that author, 1984, the year that it's named after came and went, and they're like, in 1984, they're like, I'm going to write in 1984. (laughs) That's more or less. And then it got finished and published in 1986. (laughs) The timing is so specific. I think they just started writing it in 1984, and were thinking of 1984 when they did it. But they're like, what if it was female-oriented? And that's basically the premise. Huh. I think that's more or less like, what if I made a, a, a female-oriented dystopia? Which is that it's just the worst horrors of like what you could like what a woman would be worried about society doing. Which is that now you're a birthing pod. You're fucked. <laughs> anyway, we should start with the opening scene of this movie, which we got to the part where they talk to each other. Keep forgetting we're talking about solo. It's, it's really just... hard to. To, to do this uh so they they just tell each other what their characters are yep. at each other's face and they're like all we have to do is not get caught and they get immediately caught <laughs> because they were at, i think they went home they did which is like the first thing you should do is like kira meet me at the place you know the place we set up because we're smugglers no it would have been just, fine just go into the house get kira grab run it would have been <laughs> but they fine just sit there but solo fucked up the mission and then returned back to the place who hired him on the for the mission and, that he, and fucked he goes up on. home and not, and, and when, even when he makes a mistake of going home he doesn't just grab kira and run no they sit there and talk and then wait for a while as if they're waiting for the guards to get him yes and then they get him and i'm like great good job but similarly it's fine because the bad guy also is bad at plans and also is like i am dissolving the light so i'm gonna sit hang out in this place that's full of a bunch of flimsy windows directly to sunlight but they're not shattered i didn't even know they were windows yeah, because they were like covered or something. It wasn't clear until the moment that he throws the thermal detonator that turns out to be a rock. Which, by the way, I gotta ask: Do normal movie-going audiences know what a thermal detonator is? Has a thermal detonator ever been used and named in a Star Wars movie? I don't know. Yes, because I know what a thermal detonator uh, is because I played video games, and video games teach you a lot of Star Wars yeah. words because they're all the items. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I used a thermal say... detonator in like ten games. I want to say we use thermal detonators in uh, the Ewok planet to Maybe. raid the base. They might have used them at some point. I want to say that's when we. There's definitely them. a moment where he's just holding the rock and calls it... the thermal detonator. I'm just wondering, like, do people know what they what he's saying? I don't think they need to. I wonder. I think they just take it as like, oh, it's a trigger for an explosion. Because yeah. thermal or, detonator sounds like, well, it, it's it, a self-explanatory It, it word. makes something blow yeah. up. So, like, I... I just had the wonder. It just seemed odd, though, but that... that we should comment on the fact that that entire scene is so dark that you can't see anything. Incredibly dark. Like, this entire... Op- I was worried for a while there, because this entire opening scene and much of the later military stuff is incredibly dark to the point where I was genuinely wondering, like, is this a theater that they also show 3D movies in and they left the darkness filter on? Because a 3D movie is two projectors. Yeah. And so they need to put a darkness, they need to put a, a lens over it to darken it so that it's not way brighter than normal because you have two projectors pointing at the screen at the same time. It's supposed to be how that works, I guess. And so that's been my explanation I've been given about why some movies are dark in theater sometimes is that they accidentally leave it on for the 2D showing. Mm. But I've now encountered multiple other people saying that. 
And I'm like, oh, is that movie, is that scene just dark? And then people looked at I, people found trailer footage of that scene. And I'm like, oh, it's just dark in the trailer too. They just filmed it badly. Yeah, I <laughs> just a bunch of scenes in the dark that are just badly lit, and you can't see anything. Like I watched a cam rip. I guess you don't. I guess was, you don't have to act if it's just a black screen. For, for, <laughs> for when I watched it, it was literally just pitch black. I didn't oh. know what was going on. I didn't it's even know. It's really incredible. I didn't even know who the villain was. In like, a series who? known for vibrant, beautiful scenes, it's amazing to just see the filming fuck up in a Star Wars movie. It's not even just the filming. It's like, it's amazing that everyone fucked up. That's what's amazing. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, the director just really made a bad scene. Literally everyone. People didn't just look at the screen and be like, hey, that's really dark. We should make it not. But that. they could have brightened it they could have brightened but it they editing. didn't they could have they could have done post-processing with all their expensive because infinite the infinite resources the that infinite disney resource. seemingly because, has because the snake girl is cgi but she's pitch black and i was like how do you even make the cgi not visible what the fuck is that by the, even by the time we got to the snake thing whatever it is i can, more, is I, can I can more or less see that but there's definitely like several scenes in the beginning of han where i basically can't see him i see the yeah. outline of him i'm like what are they going for here? Do they just want us to not be able to see? And, it, and then they move from room to room, and I'm like, I still can't like yeah. see anything. I just have vague bluish hints of I, shadows, and I'm I, like, I, what I are thought, they doing? I Movies thought, uh, about darkness don't even do this. <laughs> I thought it was. I just had a it's bad. It's darker than the movie called Pitch Black. <laughs> That's a fair point. I, I thought my quality, I thought the video that I got just was really shit quality. No, that's actually what it's like in theaters. Yeah, and so I, just I, so dark. I looked it up, and because uh, uh, I was looking up, like, screenshots, I was trying to look up, like, stuff from the movie yeah. to find, like, because I, I, I swear, I couldn't, I literally could not see the scene. And so I was like, I just need to know, like, who was this lady, snake lady thing? Like, can I get a picture? Mm. Every fucking picture is just black. And I was like, I, is she just, like... A ghost? I don't <laughs> get ghost? it. What? Because she like gets scared of the light. So I was and like, maybe like, she's I, just a ghost. It's like I get it that light's bad for her, so the room is dark. But you don't literally make movies dark. In a movie that takes place in a dark location, it's it's dark. Also, it like it, unless you're doing a horror movie where the darkness is what's scary. In all movies, dark scenes just take place in dark places, which is that like. It, there's a lot of black on the screen, but also there's kind of like a, literally a spotlight on people. Yeah. And like whatever the way is, they, they they do like that weird like multi-directional lighting where you see all their outlines and everything. Yeah. That's like like this is a solution people figured out like 40 years ago for movies. Like it's I think they did it in Star Wars. It, they did. <laughs> um, it's more impressive that that's how the cantina scene works. I don't um, think that when they have like the Myronox scene or whatever when they're inside of the worm on oh, the asteroid yeah. that it's just a black screen. <laughs> I'm more impressed because like the lady was. That's not a thermal detonator. I was like, how the fuck can you see? We can't see. I can't even. I don't even know what he's holding right now. Like, how do you know what he's holding? <laughs> like, you can't You can't bluff like, I'm like that. I'm just amazed that the, the room where she roughs people up and threatens people and deals with her enemies is the room that's just full of glass. That's the only thing holding back her weakness. But her weakness is, like, subdued by can... going under the water. Like, if she goes in the yeah. water, it doesn't burn her anymore. So I was like, why don't I you guess... just have a fish tank? Yeah, that too. Or just like because they had here's the... an idea if you if you just are stuck with this building because it's the one that you found and you're appropriating, uh, you could put a tarp over it or like a so piece you, of metal. You could put a tarp over the easily shattered glass that on your slum planet where glass probably isn't always 
in the best condition and is likely broken for a hundred different reasons. Yeah. But there's like, we, it's just a really, really quickly thrown together scene of like, he needs a way out of this scene. Oh, we'll reverse engineer. He can throw a rock at the window because the one villain is apparently weak to sunlight. Uh, sunlight. Obviously. Yeah. Like you can, you, you can All hear us are. like workshopping this yeah. basically as we go. And but also like all the other people in the room, but all the yeah all of her henchmen are also pervious to the sun because they put like their mask shields on immediately. Yeah, and then I was like, so wait, is this whole clan just like sun like sun dead like sun is deadly to them? And if so, why do they pick a planet that has a sun? Why wouldn't you just go to a planet that doesn't have a a, a bright sun? Also, what the fuck? And, and was this like, the time to run away when you're in the core of the enemy base as opposed to like when there was just like two guys escorting you? you yeah, couldn't try to escape that, which seems way more easy to escape from than the whole army. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem. It seems odd they did that. It also seems odd that again you didn't just like uh, like drive to the front of the house with a boombox and just ask for her to come outside and then just leave. Like, why did you go into an enemy base to say hello? I don't know. Even when they're running away, they run to the exact place that the people probably think they'll run to, which is apparently which, the only way just, out of the planet. Which as is supposed like, to in this mega city, just hiding anywhere. Yeah, randomly. You know well, have, Keith, they had dogs. They don't have smell. They don't have like trackers in them. This isn't like the the bad explanation we got in episode one, where they're like, "You got they got chips in your brain. If you make one wrong move, they blow you up. Boom!" Like yeah. none of that happens in this movie. They're just like they they have a giant planet. They could just go anywhere. What was the point of the car scene? Like, what what was the point well, of you him? See, everything in this movie has to be the origin story of every facet of their personalities and physical appearances and costume design. So they also have to also give us an origin story for Han Solo trying to to go sideways through closing things. No, no, but <laughs> so like once upon a time in the future, he drove the Millennium Falcon through a closing thing. So we better set up the idea of that by having him do it like three times in this movie. I, I like including the idea. him doing it badly with the speeder and getting it stuck. I like the like... idea that he didn't just do it on a whim out of desperation to just maybe this, like it's crazy enough to work, but if we don't try oh, it, we're boy. going to die like Han is like I've been practicing this for 20 years it's like what you what you've been literally driving sideways for like 20 years practicing how to get out of like it this wasn't even one as situation? good as it wasn't even as, as good of an explanation as the other crazy maneuver he does later in the movie that has a way funnier setup for why for him doing it because like later in the movie he does the crazy millennium of the falcon landing gear spin around thing and he's like I learned this from the best racer and the and all of Karelia or whatever the fuck the planet is and, 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 and well he's dead now he died doing this exact thing like that kind of whatever the line was for that yeah. was like that was way better yeah a setup for a maneuver this one is just like oh he, he flew sideways it was also the weird thing that he always does like as they're driving away you would think the whole premise of this chase scene is that like a very heavy car or hover car is coming at them and it's trying to ram them off the road they you know do the ramming things like every action driving movie yeah and he goes nobody, down nobody ever like hits the brakes or yeah. like or does any other th and things yeah they just do. keep going for they some just reason. keep going at the same speed as some, perfectly as if out of courtesy <laughs> well i think the premise is like because if you don't do that then they'll get in front of you and then just turn sideways and prevent you from getting forward but again but the, but why would you turn care? sideways you can just go around them yeah and then they're in a compromised position for chasing everything is a hover vehicle so i don't understand why roads exist but whatever but can't, well, yeah can you um, can't you like r2 boost the thing at them jigger and then go 
<laughs> like to jump it no like, no why can't you can't go up more here's what's even more confusing keith is that the prequels existed and the prequels had flying cars yes that just yeah, this stopped the, existing this, this is the kind of hover speeder they used on tattooing to get to the cantina but in, on carcass but why? i almost said carcassonne i almost got i almost got coruscant carcassonne uh on coruscant yeah they just have space highways where cars just know where to fly some yeah. probably because of uh programs or whatever in any Self-driving case driving cars probably just know where the right way place to, I guess to drive everywhere else just doesn't have these i guess not that city was special did we ever get confirmation of whether or not coruscant got blown up in in force awakens or not when they blew up like seven planets but didn't really say what they were i don't know so we can't tell if we're supposed to care about them or not i don't know i don't think so i, I you know what probably let's go with I yes i still can't i don't know if i still don't know if coruscant exists anymore i still i will we'll, we'll find it out exists in the original series because of course they yeah. mentioned it in the original series which is why that has to be reverse engineered and de-apple grasped by the prequels and set all three movies there i i'm assuming like for all intents and purposes let's say it hasn't been destroyed there will be a side movie about it in five years Let's just go with that because I Disney doesn't want to make any hard Probably. choices. Yeah, just keep um, it all ambiguous so we can keep making more movies. Yes. Just like how we might get a trilogy of solo movies. Uh, it's, oh my God. Oh my God. A trilogy is, is of your, solo movies? Is this your first time thinking about that? That would be fucking did you, abysmal. Did, you not occur, did that occur to you yet? No. That, that, that this I, movie seems to set up the idea that there will be another solo movie? I thought it was just a one-off. I thought I thought this is just Disney going like and solo movie uh, done and Rogue One movie done and like just keep going so, on solo movie. There's gonna be a how would you make almost, a how would you I mean, make they a haven't trilogy? announced it, but it really seems likely. Uh, so no the chase way. scene ends. They get to immigration and immigration. they try to they try to bribe the immigration officer with the fuel thing that they were using to bribe people apparently. But that thing was all they wasn't that thing what they needed to buy a ship to get off the planet. I guess that they I guess their whole plan was just to get that. In order or wait, to or was, get through immigration, was the value of that thing enough for a ticket off of the their, planet? Their plan might have just been to bribe people, but that might have been their whole plan, or maybe that was just their last second rushed plan was to quickly bribe the person to get through because their normal way of buying a way off wasn't going to work because they were at a time limit now. That might have been what was going on, but then magically, like they they bribe the person and then like the door perfectly closes between them without hitting either of them, and they're both safe. No, because and, like the, the moment they that he they goes a, through, they have a long drawn like, out screaming scene. Two, yeah, two people like show up out of thin air right next to her and grab her because there's time for that apparently. But they were, they, and then the door no, closes. There's the shot. There's it does scre- the shot where yeah. it shows her the lady in the booth, and she's like, I don't know if I'll take that. And then it pans to them. And you know, and he's and saying like, give her the thing. They're sitting there and screaming at each other, and nobody gets solo for what happened, even though the immigration person was even like, ah, somebody got through. Because now that there's a commotion, she's got to blow her own cover and like pretend that she yeah. didn't just get bribed. Uh, so he's been reported, and they're screaming, and he keeps hitting the door, and in all of this time, nobody gets him. Yeah. And then he walks away casually, picks up a hat off somebody who doesn't care, apparently, puts that guy's hat on. No, he takes a cloak. And he, he just keeps walking. He takes like a full on cloak off somebody. He takes somebody. a cloak and hat off people. Does and he take a hat? I think he wears a hat too. No. I he's like, he, he just dresses on. in other people's clothes, and none of those people care about the fact that they're being stripped by this man. Oh. And then he just forgets he's in a chase scene and goes to like the recruitment desk. <laughs> And signs up to re- be recruited into the Empire as if people aren't currently chasing him on this side of the wall, too. Which, by the way, the recruitment desk is after the checkpoint for getting tickets. Yes. So you 
<laughs> you'd have to pay money to get recruited into yeah, the you empire to, you have to already have a ticket off world before you talk about the idea of being recruited with the empire yeah which you would think it would be on the other side what of the think? thing because you would get recruited by the empire and then they'd give you a ticket off world yeah but they do it the reverse well they had to because otherwise it wouldn't make sense if timing wise yeah because he has to be recruited he has to be recruited the to get story off. demands he has to do get recruited as a as a last ditch well, effort but thing th- but that's the so thing that th- dictates the world around it the world around the story warps and changes yeah. beyond all sense to fit the order of events that the story needs it to happen in so. it's also more confusing because the moment he gets past you still need a ticket to get onto the ship which he was not given presumably yeah and because because all the lady did was just open the door and he went they both just started running through it it's but they didn't grab a ticket which means they wouldn't even if they got through together they would both have to enlist into the Imperial Army because they can't get on the fucking ship to get off because they don't have a ticket. They might have already been okay because I think you need it. I think you need a ticket to get past that door. I think that was that point more or less. But the, why were the stormtroopers going through and like mugging people the, the, that weren't Han Solo? They were still bothering people that had, weren't they, him. They had a physical description to go after, and so they went after one guy that had kind of like his hair. But there was. But remember, they were also hassling other people. Like people I don't that remember, did not. To be honest. There was like people that clearly were not Han Solo that they were but, just. But this hassling. is the most important scene in the movie, which is when the the guy's like, "Who are?" He's like, "Who is your name?" Han. He's like, "Who are your people?" And he just starts stares at him. He's like, "Han Solo," and he stares directly at the camera. No, no, the like, guy says it. Yeah. No, I know. I'm saying oh, like the yeah. guy, yeah, the guy some random it. dude we've never met before, might as well look directly in the camera and just say Han Solo because he is alone and Solo means alone. So the answer 60 years later of why the guy's named Han Solo isn't just he's got a cool name. It's that he was at a specific checkpoint alone once and didn't have a family, I guess. So we called him Han Solo on documents for the Empire. Did I? Did I ask his that name's question? literally Han Solo? I don't just so you know. Did I ask? Just that? thought we did demystify a character more. Yeah, I thought I did. Even though there was nothing to demystify, because people just have names. That's just how the world works. Is pretty, people have names. I'm pretty sure I didn't ask that question. It, we we I don't couldn't I... just be a guy who was named Han Solo. Yeah, I don't, I don't... We had to literally, <laughs> we had to literally name him Han Solo and make his name literal, and that his literal his name literally is an indication that he was alone, and that's why his name is Solo. But it's only for that movie, because then he has Chewie. So then he's he's then he's Han. He was duo. literally alone for that scene. Oh yeah, that's true. That's the never... only scene in any context in all of the timeline of all of Han Solo's storylines we've ever seen in movies where he's ever not with other people. What if what if the guy's like, I'll call you Solo, and he's like, actually, he's a character defined entirely by his relationships with other people. Yeah, but what? That's what if, his entire character. But like, what if what he's if called on Solo? What if at that scene the guy's sitting there and he's like, okay, well, I guess since you have no one, you're Han Solo. He's like, actually, I'm Taken. I have a girlfriend. And he's like, Han Taken. Like <laughs> Han Taken. Hanskin. It, it's. Oh, you it just is, don't need an explanation of him being no. called Han Solo. He could have just been named Han Solo, and it, it would have been fine. But it doesn't. It's it's it doesn't even make sense within the context of its own fucking no. rules. Because then, even Han, if he's on a, even if he's a smuggler orphan man, and he's, but he's not an orphan. Or, or like whatever he is. That's the thing. Just the fact that he's like he, alone on that planet. He goes like, I don't have a second name. But then later with Lando, he talks like, my dad used to build these ships. Who the fuck's your dad then? Is your dad fucking Han Solo Senior? Who You're the right. fuck is your dad? Oh, you did, know your dad. Then right, what's his last he, name? Right, because he ends up. Pl- 
Isn't it that he ends up flying the Millennium Falcon, which happens to be the exact kind of ship that his dad used to build? Yes! Which is also like a weird, up-your-own-ass weird paradox. It's, yeah, because he's like, I know how to fly Millennium Falcons, and my dad built them. Like, well, like, how old were yeah. you when your dad built them that you know he built Millennium Falcons, and if didn't, that's the case, you know your last name, then so you have a last name, you fucking asshole. Didn't your... Didn't like, his, his dad had a name, right? Like, he didn't say it. Like, what the fuck? They had to, like, surely, brush it away because, surely like... Surely his dad had a name. I'm not saying they said his name. I'm saying, like, surely his dad had a yes, name. his dad had a name. He didn't, this isn't the first time he's ever had to think about no. the idea of whether he had his last name his or not. His dad was named Han Senior. just randomly occurs to him at this desk when the guy asks him, like, what's the last name? Like, out of nowhere, as if he's not a fucking adult already. <laughs> like, he's already, he's not, he's not a, Please, sir, can I have another? He's not a fucking six-year-old orphan. Like, he's, like, 26, probably. Yeah. And he's, like, I've never thought about a last name at the immigration office, the place where I need to have... What the fuck? Uh, it, uh, it was just... That was one of the moments where, like, as soon as I heard that line, I had to, like, stop the video and go, like... It's, it's amazing how me, an explanation what? can just make things worse. Yeah, I was like, how did, how did you... One, how do you have a father? Because otherwise, why are you even whatever this is you've been doing your entire life why even are doing are you this two it's almost like that's the part they should have shown in the movie kind of like how rogue one showed why she doesn't have parents anymore because <laughs> the first scene is her parents dying but then they make the mistake of jump cutting 20 years later but instead she, of showing us her growing up which would have made her care about her as a character well, yeah but which, by the way this movie does the same thing this movie has the main character have their setup area and gain a motivation, then time skip. Yes, and the you're time right, skip is a really interesting thing because I want to see Han Solo in the Empire for three years. That uh, what the fuck? It sounds like it's just going to be. What's the him Empire just being work sassy. like? How does his personality clash with being in the Empire? What kind of stuff goes on there? Instead, we just skip three years. I guess the idea, the premise of Han Solo, one of the most beloved characters in cinema probably, being in the enemy empire for three years as a military officer, that was just so unremarkable and boring and uninteresting that not a single scene happens from it. Keith. We that just jump entire... cut, we literally just jump cut three years later, no. and nothing, he hasn't changed as a person, he hasn't even looked different, he didn't get a haircut, well, okay. <laughs> like, you he remember, has the same hair. You remember that, that the movie had to go through, I think it was like almost 95% Like, he had a buzz cut, I thought they had military haircuts. Like, well, mm. But he's got, whole, he still has well, on solo hair. Excuse you, Finn joined a little bit later. That wasn't the Empire, remember? That was Ugh. the First Order. Uh, yeah, I guess it, First Order has some new rules. It's true, they are the rule first number order. one: no more lights. They're also not the First Order. Why are they called uh, the First Order? <laughs> are they called the First Order or the New Order? Yeah, I think it might be, it is the First Order, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the First Order. Even though they're not at all. I don't know. The, I, I will say this: somebody never heard of the Old Republic, the, the, <laughs> let happened, alone what the happened? previous empire that happened a, de a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so here's the thing solo went through like a lot of reshoots i hear it was somewhere uh, in the 80s or 90s of percent of reshoots they reshoot uh, reshot a huge percentage of the movie and you know why that is just remade the movie from Keith scratch is because that intro scene was a part of the original cut and then the rest of the movie was han solo at the imperial base being han solo but they had to cut it because they had to redo an entire movie after that so like everything that can't be it that can has it? to be it no. i bet you the whole fucking movie no. was lunacy of no. han solo the, doing the, stupid shit because both move both versions of the movie still the same writer maybe he died so i don't think the script changed maybe they just kept his name on there that and way just kind of no 
No, I, no, no. I think the, I think the script is largely the same people. It's yeah. just all the tone and decisions and stuff are all made by somebody who's Ron Howard. It's just stupid. And he's Ron Howarding all over the place being Ron Howard. I will say this. The thing that upsets me the most about Solo is that there was only one thing in Solo, only one part in Solo that I was actually engaged, where I was like, oh, this is actually good. And that was right after that. That scene where he's in the heart of a battle. Yeah. Because it felt like an actual war. Where there's, there were like there's things going like, on, you're yeah, like, what's happening like here? A, like an, a, an ATAT just dropped from the sky and like yeah. started moving, and I was like, this is like amazing. This is like a D-Day. And some thing. assholes giving commands and then just explode. Yeah, I was like, I want to see more wars in Star Wars. Yeah. Where are those Star and, Wars? And they, they had the, the like, realization with Woody. They're like, oh, yeah, I guess you're the commanding officer now, which is funny because Woody's impersonating yeah. an officer to begin with because he, he's using somebody else's uh clothes and like there's all this old shit going on. i'm like all right this is this it's, is this could go somewhere but, this might be a good movie but like i want to see a gritty war star wars movie but then things start getting dumb again but yeah but then it becomes fucking corny shit again and i was like i don't <sighs> so here's the split andrew that part was somebody making things up and writing a story it was as good. opposed to looking at other movies and coming up with the explanations for them yeah because you know why you know why it started sucking is because then they like it continues to be good for a while, and Han's like, like I'm gonna blackmail you into getting onto your ship, and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, all right, this movie's going great, and then they're like, time to throw him into the Chewbacca pit, and like, no, no, which really they throw him in the hole, and it's like, oh, it's like the Rancor. Remember the Rancor? There was a Rancor. It was really confusing because was the implication that that Wookiees eat human flesh, apparently, or something? Is that like a which, thing? Which, by the way, uh, I didn't know that there was a really good movie. I didn't uh, know Wookiees eat people. That's kind of terrifying. There's a actually. really good video that happened a while ago. Uh, Rich, Rich, and uh, wow, I'm blanking. How the Jay? fuck? No, not Jay. Uh, Mike? Mike. Oh, what the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, Rich and Mike from Red Letter Media, a year ago... Oh, yeah, they did, the, did a Han Solo yeah. predictions video. Yeah, I remember and that. And they literally said that Han Solo is going to get thrown into a pit, at, like the Rancor, but it's instead it's gonna... You're gonna hear... Did they? I it's gonna they, be the Chewbacca sound, I and, thought Chew, they said and it was Chewie's a, gonna show up, and that's gonna be how they meet. I thought it was like a prison. They said they're both gonna be in the same cell, like the same prison cell. I think they went for that route. Yeah. But, uh, but I think Which is went, basically I think, what I, happened. I think they went for the pit route. This is what they went for. But either uh, way, it's like literally just the idea of him just being thrown in with Chewie and the, like it's the threat. But then you, and you hear the sound first. Yeah. Like you hear it before you see it. And then you're like, oh, it's Chewie. Oh, fan moment. This movie is this movie continually makes the most obvious possible choice in every context, including that one. Yeah. And but the logistics of that level, that, that situation is a nightmare. Because first of all, like when they escape, they escape by beating Han through a metal bar so hard that it collapses. And it's like. And his spine's okay? Like, he's alive? Well, remember, uh, Chewbacca was punching it. Not punching him. Was just punching yeah. it. And but then it, the but force But it was, like, of... not working fully. Well, it and did. The, because then the, the force big of blow war. that broke it is he basically breaks it with with Han. And I'm like, yeah, he would not be great right well, now. Well, okay, but you remember, like, 30 seconds... He got Wookiee punched. <laughs> like, 30 seconds previously, he got Wookiee-tossed. Yeah. Like, like not, pretty, not just like a... chill with it, apparently. And not just like a, huh... I mean, like, he literally, like, grand slammed him. He conveniently speaks Wookiee already. No, he speaks a little. Yeah. But he just conveniently already speaks that much Wookiee before ever meeting Chewie. Which, like, you would think he would know, you would think he would know any of that language because of Chewie, as opposed to just because he has to have all the places perfectly in place for the shitty Ron Howard movie that explains his backstory, where everything's always going to be convenient bullshit. 
for what reason did Han know Wookie? I don't know at all. There's a throwaway line, but the throwaway line's not, even if I could remember it, it wouldn't be interesting anyway. Well, time for a solo sequel about exactly how yeah. Han Solo learned About him Wookie. meeting a female Wookiee that teaches him the ways of the Wookiee for like a, a day or something, or whatever the fuck. Uh, I Also, he's clearly talking to the Wookiee, yes. both in Wookiee language and in and common or whatever it's called. And the stormtroopers above him just aren't noticing any of this. They don't hear it. And they're like... As far as I can tell, the entire chamber is like 10 feet tall. So, like, they're right there. Yeah, I don't and think they it's could, any they higher. could hear all of this. Yes. And any normal human is like, oh, shit, they're colluding. And, like, they would be able to pick up on, like, this is... Because they're, they're not quiet. Yeah. And this is all clearly an act. And they can see through the grating because they're doing this for their entertainment. But they can't witness a thing happening a few feet away from them. And I'm like... All right, fine. They let's can just, see. I, I just checked out. I'm like, let's get this yeah. fucking origin scene out of the way. I get it. The like in the first frame of this scene, the moment I heard the sound, I'm like, okay, I know how this whole scene plays out now because it's they're just gonna make every obvious decision all the way through, and they did. Yeah, which is what they usually do. Yeah. <sighs> so they join up with with Woody Harrelson's crew, which uh, that's the only name I can remember, so I'm just gonna call him that. Uh, I don't even he, know what they were called. He had it was him and two other people. And they all had names, presumably, and histories and lives or whatever. Did they have names? I think so. Did people say their names? I think people. I think they had names in this movie. I call them like forearms in and black girl. In particular, Was they probably like... said her name a lot because Did they? because well, I mean, Woody probably said his name, her name, multiple times. God, they were just so unmemorable. I don't yeah, even. They had almost no personality traits of any kind. Why did the girl kill him? Kill herself? Uh. We'll get to that when we get to the heist. But okay. first of all, we set up these characters. So we have, we have comic relief man, pilot. Yeah, he's just the pilot. Which immediately, like, okay, so he's gonna die because he's the pilot, and we have to set up Han as being the pilot. Yeah. So he's going to immediately die. So let's not get invested in this character at all. Oh, everyone's a bunch of people talking about this being the last job before retirement. Great, they're all gonna live great long lives. Then can't wait. And then uh, the. For the rest of the movie, Woody Harrelson's going to keep telling us that you should never trust anyone and that every, always assume that everyone's going to stab you in the back, which is weird because the first establishing the first thing that's established is that he has like this character that he trusts incredibly. Yes. And it's like, what the fuck? No, Keith, he didn't develop that mindset until after she died. And like you would think that like it, it's almost like the script expects that she betrays him and that's why he's that way. Yeah. But she literally dies for him. And he's like, never trust anyone. I'm like, why? It worked great. <laughs> she loved you. She did everything for you. She never betrayed you at all. And she literally died for you. What the fuck? Well, that was a betrayal. That's like, the only betrayal here is you betraying her memory by taking that lesson from it. That you should never fucking trust anyone after she fucking died for you, you shitty ass person. <laughs> So they both kind of died for you. What the fuck? <laughs> so they 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 uh, so they do Han, a, they do Han a heist Chewie, for more fuel. Well, so Han and Chewie get out. They run over. They're like, "Hey, can we come on the ship? Because we're we're really good at nothing." And the people are like, "Yeah, we need people to do nothing." And so they show they bring them along. Yep. To a heist to steal stuff off of a train. Mm-hmm. A train that exists for some reason. A train. Mind you, where is the train coming from or going to, and why? And, and ship starship fuel, and 
They still have trains in this universe? They still have trains. They still have trains? And the trains aren't hover trains. The trains are on rails. They're just two trains attached to each other. Yeah, which is like kind of a fun set piece setup, I guess. Except for the logistics of it where you're asking yourself, how the fuck do you fill up the bottom train? (laughs) Like, do you just have to... Do you have like a platform where there's a top layer and a bottom layer? Does it rotate? Yeah, like... Do you rotate the whole train? I don't... This is a dumb idea. It's and, a real weird idea. And so the only reason that apparently they have to blow the up the only, bridge is, is because, because it's annoyingly designed. Because it's it annoyingly wrap, designed. And it wraps around it. But, uh, but for one, there's no actual We've rush. We've over the other really important scene, though. Which is... Which is when Han, Solo, and Chewbacca sit down next to each other and are like, Chewbacca, huh? Oh. That's too long. Yes. I'm explaining how nicknames work. He uh, yeah, cause uh, he asks Chewie about... Also, how do you learn his name's Chewbacca? He makes guttural noise and he's like, Chewbacca, huh? How, how did you get that? How do you say... How do you translate a name? Because everything else is you translating. When you're like, oh, I hear his language. And I'm like, that means this. Yeah. But then he just says some sounds. And he's like, ah, Chewbacca. How? How did you get that? Look, George... How, 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 where did you get that from? George Lucas wasn't a man of... Where did you get uh, that from? ...logistic prowess. He didn't know how, you know... Or not but, logistic... But even uh, then, like, if, given... Not given that scene, just in the, in, like, in the universe, I could figure there is some way they figured out how to make Chewbacca the analog, analogous name of whatever he, he's saying. How do you fucking But come in up? that scene, he just like, makes a sound, and Harrison... Not Harrison... Uh, Han Solo just immediately was like, Chewbacca. Yeah, but... Like what? Think you, of you only know a little Klingon. Think <laughs> same difference. God damn think it! Of, but I think of just... like Jabba the Hutt. Jabba doesn't say Jabba. He doesn't say uh-huh. his name is Jabba, but people call him that. Jabba, I'm boss. He just goes like, Yeah. And and somehow that equates to like, hey Han Solo, you're a piece of shit. It's like, where did you say Han? Did you, did you, how did you say that? Yeah, what, I don't know. How do you say names in your tongue? Does he, wait, does he not say solo? I thought he said solo. He does. I thought, yeah, I think Jabba but, says But solo. he doesn't say his own name. Jabba probably says Jabba at some point. No, he doesn't. The way he speaks, I could figure, I could totally fit Jabba being a word they would say. But uh, yeah, he doesn't have reason to address, self-address yeah. at any point, I don't think. But I'm saying like, but I think in the prequels he mentions he's does like. Does Boss Nass call himself Boss Nass or called Jar 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 Jar? Well, he's saying like, no, I don't think. Wait, I think they call him Jar. Oh, wait, no, wait, never mind. Well, the the Bosnass speaks English. Yeah, they all speak English. Use the takeo no bongo. <laughs> Do the plan. But like core. any any aliens that speak alien have no reason. Just, they just make sounds. Th- yeah, they just make sounds or and clicking they, noises, and somehow that like translates to names. Name happens. Like, because it happens all the time. Like Greedo was the same way. Greedo was like, and then like somehow that turns into Greedo. <laughs> that's no. Oh but, wait, never mind. I, I was thinking, I was thinking of Sebulba. Never mind. No, but like that's Greedo's how, the completely yeah, different character. <laughs> but like that's how Greedo works. I was like, how did you even say Greedo? Like, how the fuck does that work? You can't keep doing this. Like, you can't just. The alternative is pretty weird too, though. What? That their names are just going. No, the alternative <laughs> is like the multi-dollar general scales. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what the Star Fox Adventures did. Okay. When he just fucking but, says general scales. But that's funny. Like at least <laughs> it's, it's, it's really funny. It's funny, which is it's cr- especially funny because both those words like I can see why you might have to say like Kira. Yeah. Like out of nowhere in the middle but of all of your general other scales language. are just two words. General scales are two words in that exist in his language. <laughs> and he says them in English. 
because neither of his neither part of his name is a made up word. It's just general and scales. Yeah. And he says general scales. I'm like the fuck <laughs> dinosaur planet. <laughs> I mean, here's the I'm thing. Like, I'm like, what is, is this? <laughs> is like it upsets me, I guess, because I think about it in the sense of like it. Not only would it be hilarious to hear Chewbacca be like, hur, hur, Chewbacca. <laughs> like, <laughs> just in a different voice. Yeah. Just like a complete straight man voice. Just like, Chewbacca. <laughs> and, it, and like, and no one pauses uh, for it. Like, no one thinks it's odd. No one finds it weird. Everyone's like, oh, so your name's Chewbacca. I got it. Because Star Wars is supposed to be, spoiler alert, fun and whimsical. Yay. It's supposed to be just silly nonsense. Because it comes from a man who's a little bit of a alcoholic nonsense R2, man it's fine but <laughs> the point is, is that like star wars is supposed to be fun silly and for children and for some reason it turned which into this like it's full of terrorism now which is why it's full of like fucking idiots let's talk about that for a moment because you want to talk about her killing herself by exploding i just want to talk about how the last three star wars movies have had suicide bombing in them <laughs> we're sending a message <laughs> it's getting weird i don't think there are are there instances of suicide strikes in the original movies there's yes at best suicide missions there's a suicide it's mission. a hard mission and people get shot and they explode but they're they didn't explode to serve a purpose they literally just failed their mission and exploded i, I would and say somebody else succeeded the mission there are a few times but mm-hmm. they are self-sacrificing things not in the same vein of blowing yourself up but like i think there was because we, t- we have rogue one where uh i think one guy in a death guy. star for the death star mission i think one guy literally flies himself into a tie fighter to stop a tie fighter uh, might be and that's different though that's not blowing yourself up because it you you had to do that or else luke would have died and that would yeah. have been the end of the mission but like but like this th- lady there's a lot of really weird martyring all they're already going on in rogue one where there's yeah. like there's uh isn't rogue one just about martyring yeah isn't like it just martyr there, one the guy who's apparently like, from extended universe or something the guy who just dies oh yeah like he's like um, he's like he's a dangerous extremist but we'll never show you what that means and then he just gives up and dies he's like i'm done running for some reason i don't care about living anymore even though i care about my cause and you think you'd want to see his cause through but fuck it everyone's conveniently going on a suicide mission right now but you don't want to go on that instead yeah. of just die here for no reason so like he's already like just like fuck it i'm gonna die and that's an entire movie about people just getting blown up for a cause is the entire movie <laughs> but then it happens twice in the last jedi where you have yeah. you have the person that's like like holding their fa- family memor- uh, memorabilia while like exploding and in, uh, like in their bomber ship what which is going to like crash and explode and destroy everything and just like resigning themselves to that and then later in the movie the other lady suicide strikes the fleet with with the light speed dash and then this movie also features somebody blowing themselves up for a heist which is now the like the the hierarchy of ideological reasons to kill yourself is getting really shaky. Which yeah. Which is just like, but there's money in it that I don't get to have because I die. No. But I love that guy. But also, this doesn't mean he'll live or die. I'm just killing myself. Also, I want I want to put full disclosure here. <sighs> when the cart is separated, it stops moving. So why did you blow the bridge up when you could separate the cart and then use the ship to just pull it off of the bridge once you blow it up later at a distance why did the girl kill herself when there wasn't a fucking need or rush to do that she could she basically shot down all of the threat the that re- was coming the reason at them. is that she literally fits the story as just being a character that has to die 
And so, so they're just going to haphazardly go to her death scene and not bother really explaining why she's so resigned to dying. Yeah. Like you think at the very least, like I would buy it. I'd be way, I'd buy it way more if she at least tried something and failed and then died. Yes. Like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, she's pinned. She's going to jump from the bridge, press the detonator to blow it up, fire her grappling thing that we've established she has in the previous scene, and then, like, fire that at, like, the scaffolding and, like, try to survive this. Yeah. And maybe she whiffs it, or maybe... Hell, if anything else, even if she didn't have the grappling hook, which she does, they made a point to set it up, and then it never was relevant, which is weird, uh, you think at the very least it's a giant snow planet, maybe something might even cushion her fall if she just fucking jumped for it. Or if she had like a glider or any really like it you would, think that people planning a heist would plan contingencies on how to not die in the heist. Yeah. Because the whole point is to survive the heist to spend the money is the point. Like these are not the Rebel Alliance, which are crazy lunatics and yeah. kill themselves all the time for ideological reasons. These people just want the money, which means they have to live. That's the yeah, point. That's the whole point. And she had no plans for living nope. on how to get around this. It's... Including and like I'm like I'm genuinely like, why did they even set up the grappling thing if it never comes up? Because they had to explain how she got up there. She fucking climbed or walked or whatever. It's a rail. Keith, show, don't tell. Um you don't have to show or tell about how someone just gets to a place. <laughs> no, Keith, you have Instead, to show. You just raise additional questions, just like the thing about when we talked about Han Solo's name and why, how does he not have a name? I was going to say, dad are you going to say that the whole the whole Solo movie is doing more show than just telling? I know, but like this is because a, Star Wars told. This is a reoccurring thing where they set up a thing, and the thing they set up only asks more questions. Yeah, it's like why did why did they set up a grappling hook thing? Like, if she will not use it to try to live in the next scene. It would have made more sense. To she, blow could have, even, she could have even fired it at the mountain right there yeah and like flew over there as it was and then detonated it yep uh, it makes more it would make Anything. more sense to blow up the bridge and kill yourself if something was on the bridge that was threatening them well like if a giant she, was, she said she was pinned down so i think there was more drones she shooting wasn't... at her because things that shoot lasers totally hit things in star wars <laughs> like also, those are gonna hit her also she shot like three of the drones out of the like, sky at least the other guy died in a firefight and are those drones actually a threat because like they're shipping because when she blew up the bridge it didn't blow up the tower that was spawning drones so all of them are going after her and not the people who are on the train yeah which are being attacked by pirates. And the only so reason... The, the drones don't attack the the pirates or the other pirates. No. <laughs> they attack the one lady on the bu- on the bus. Just because uh, she the, shot at them. On the train, on the bridge exclusively. Yeah. And she just... But, but remember... Like, what, she just knows her role in the script is to be a dead person. Yeah. So she just resigns to dying. But, like, it's more... Con- the other guy died in a firefight. It's more confusing... Yeah, that's true. He died protecting They both shot position. each other, and they both shot each other, and yeah. he got hit. And that he's was, like, oh, fuck, I'm dying. But he was like, I'm okay. There's some convenience. It, like, I'm gonna live just long enough to not yeah. crash the ship so Han can get on here, but at least he's not, like... Like, it... it 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 worked as a death scene largely. It's like yeah, it like, made sense like, he's why like, he I'm died. Okay, what he's like? Oh, he's not okay. Yeah, and like all that shit. But it made sense. Just like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, and like but the thing that confused like so here's the thing that upsets me is uh it upsets me more because there's so many questions that are left open that you can try to shoo away with ignorance by going like it it that's just what had to be done. Two things that are most important. One, train literally stops. No need to kill yourself in a rush. Just who on two, earth is so suicidal? The, the, the tower that spawns the drones did not blow up. Drones will continue to spawn until the tower is destroyed, which they do not do. Drones just stop 
is showing up the moment the bridge blows up. Yep. Like, apparently, whoever owns the bridge was just like, oh, well, the fucking thing's gone. I guess the drones don't need to be here. Just let the cargo get stolen. It's fine now. And then, in a, but, um... then a Star Destroyer shows up, and they're like, why would a Star Destroyer be here? It's not like they fucking gave a shit and sent drones at us when also, we tried to steal it. let's talk about these asshole pirates, which... At this point, I thought must have a very specific grudge against specifically yes. Uh, Woody. Yes, I thought, why I thought are, he must Why have... are they fucking with his run so bad? It's a whole train of cars. Grab another one. Like, oh, wow, yeah, you, you fuck up a train and all the pirates come out to all grab shit. Yeah, cool. Go for it. But no, they go for the same one. Yeah, they go for the like same one. assholes. Not only that... It would, have been more, the... it would have been easier to separate more cars and just grab more cars with all their separate vehicles than to fight each other. They go for the same one. And the ultimate result is going then, like, wait, we can't lift this up. And then they just drop it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, the ultimate reveal is they can't, they weren't even equipped to carry it anyway. No! So they, all they did was fuck up this run uh, and cause the rest of the movie to happen like assholes. I was like, what in the fuck which, was even which your fast reason? fast forward to later in the movie, we find out who those pirates are. And not only do you find out you're supposed to be sympathetic for these people, which is like, oops. You can't fuck that up with all the ways they've interacted with, with yeah. the rest of the movie. But also, how confusing was that reveal when she took the mask off? And I'm like, oh shit, is it Woody's daughter? I thought that too. That's what everyone in the world thought. I was like, oh, is this Woody's daughter? she looks like she's a mix of the two actors. Yeah. And then she's like... She's just some person. She's just a random... She's like, I'm part of the re rebellion. I'm like, who the fuck are you? I don't the, care. The plot like, twist what? is that she takes the mask off and there's a... Oh my god! Reveal stinger like oh my that like it's yeah. shot that way. It sounds that yeah, way like oh my like god! It does it from the neck down. Every, everything about the cinematography screams this is a reveal. Yeah, and the reveal is nothing. She's just a person. She's just some person. Wait, and was the reveal that she's a girl? That might be it. I would be it so mad. It might literally be like she's female. Plot twist. I would in be the so upset. That, That's like the fucking lamest the reveal. Lead character of the current trilogy is a woman. <laughs> Also, the robot. You're like, wow, a girl could be a pirate. Like that was like that. It was clearly a reveal, right? Like it's clearly shot and scored like it's a reveal. Like, oh my god, that's who it is. There's a whole. And the only logical conclusion is that she knows Woody. Yes. And must be must be their daughter. Yeah, that's what I assumed. I instead it was nothing. And they picked a girl of color, just like the girl who killed herself. Why would you do that? Like, why would you pick an actress who is of the same skin type as the one who killed themselves and yeah. do a reveal like that and not assume that I'm going to be like, is it like, her daughter? Like, if, like, you, is if it... you just show another random person of similar ethnicity in a movie, you, obviously we don't just assume that they're, this, like, related or anything. Yeah. But when you do a reveal stinger, you have to draw a conclusion of what the reveal must be. Like... And the only logical narrative reveal is that it's his daughter. Yes. Because... It's a girl is not a reveal. You know what would have been a better reveal? If the reveal was that it was a... You can't be like, oh my god, it's a girl, when behind her is a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like... Obviously, it's a Motley crew, but also, a girl isn't even a reveal because the protagonist of the entire franchise is currently a girl, she's just, and that's not even remarkable in any way. She's just some throwaway idiot that I don't care about. Why did you do I this? I just watched Leia go through space, and you're gonna be like, oh my god. That person with the bow staff is female? 
Oh my god! How old is Ron Howard? <laughs> How fucking old is Ron Howard if he's like, this is a reveal, we gotta The problem is, <laughs> here's the problem, Keith, is that you, you say that, but it's not even his fault, it's Disney's I, fault. I because I bet you- I, I think that was his fault. I no, think, no. I think it being shot like a reveal, as no. opposed to just somebody taking their mask off, and that's it, No, is his fault. That is 100% Disney. Because Disney has gone out of uh, their fucking way to, to no end- on being the most fucking annoying company where they go like inclusion 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 it's, it's such a and you're nut. like okay stop even that I even get it. even then that doesn't explain why it's shot as a reveal because though. they want headlines like it was such, because it's a it's a it's headliner. such a non-reveal that it's like the equivalent of like if Ben Solo in his second movie took off his mask again and they're like <laughs> oh my god it's Ben Solo the guy we already knew was in the the fuck <laughs> like it, it was <laughs> because it's it's all about it's all about this like ridiculousness of of like uh, everything has to have some because I bet you I bet you we don't know this Keith but she uh, is some fucking majestic extended universe bitch who's been there for already eons, they've, it's, and they've, they've only she, had an extended universe for like two and, years <laughs> but I'm saying no it's probably the old old extended universe and she's uh, like some really important person who started the rebellion and she like ended up toppling like forty star destroyers with her single bare with her, hand with her freckles and, <laughs> and like she's probably some magnificent uh, human and. We as a regular people who are not idiots will go like, wait, why is this strange girl being revealed like she's important? But then there's like five... It's like when General Grievous walked into the movie in, in, yeah. in Return of the Jedi. Uh, no. No, in uh, Sith. Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Sith of the Sith. Sith of the, the one that's Sith. Yeah. I know three is Sith and six is Jedi, but the, the names have gotten so bad I can't keep them straight anymore. Uh it's like when he just showed up and we're like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, you just, you just know who he is. He didn't get a fucking stinger. Yeah. He just showed up. He just showed up. But it's... But person who isn't even a character gets a stinger. But like, then, then there's like five people. There's like five assholes in the entire country who are like, that is that most important character I've been hoping that they were going to show. The those movie, people, kill them. Kill you, those people. We don't need them. If you delete the pirates from the entire movie, the movie's better. Oh my God, you're right. Like if it's just it, like if the ending is just about a personal thing between him and Woody, and then Jesus, the movie, and then the movie, so en- right. and then the movie ends. If it was a, mo- a better movie, if it was a movie about Woody being a father-like figure to Han and teaching him the ways of being a sca- like a being a whatever the fuck, and then having is, to fight each other, and then having to, f- that would be such a good movie. And being forced in that situation where the only way to survive is to shoot him first. Why are the pirates here? They make the movie the actively f- worse. Fuck out. What? Yeah, they actively make everything at, terrible. At the beginning, they're just a distraction, but they're at least a catalyst for the other characters dying, which is apparently necessary because you have to substitute them with Kira and 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 uh, Lando for the because like... they because they insist on having Lando and, and the Millennium Falcon and everything. But have, bring them back later. Yeah, actively makes the ending worse, and the ending's the best part of the movie, and they're the worst part of the ending. Yes, is that they're just a bunch of people that are just there. To make the ending shittier. So, okay. And make it about something, as opposed to just being about Han Solo, the thing that everyone saw the movie for. And the title of the movie. No one saw this movie to see what happens to the rebellion in it. No. Actively, I'll I'll be honest with you. Oh, the the rebellion got the glowy shit. Cool. I kind of went into this movie hoping I wouldn't have to deal with the war. 
I wanted a reprieve from the war. Yeah. I'm That's tired. why I said at the beginning, yeah. I was like, I wanted this to be a just the Han Solo yeah, story. just have fun. The whole point of saying a Star Wars story is the idea that this is a sub-story within the universe. Yeah. And they have the freedom to do not just the Empire versus the Rebellion again, but this movie ultimately becomes about the Empire versus the Rebellion anyway. It's worse. Because M- it's... More. Because it's... Now we're starting the rebellion. Don't do it in my movie. <laughs> like, Stop it. Like, I already get enough of the actual rebellion in every other movie. Don't Apparently start it Apparently the Star Wars here. universe is a universe where everything happens in 90-minute spurts. And then for 10 minutes, nothing happens. I think the Star I Wars... I mean, for, u- 10, for 10 years, nothing happens. I think the Star Wars universe is literally just the Civil War, but no one knows how to stop it. Everyone in the universe like, just sits in stasis. No decisions are made. Nothing changes hands. And the moment a movie starts, during that 90 minutes or two hours or two and a half hours, fucking everything happens over the course of a day. Yeah. Then they go back to nothing happening for 10 years, including apparently entirety of Han Solo's life. Yeah, apparently his life just never changes. Um, okay, which so we... Weird, which is weird, because the people that made a better movie, The Force Awakens, were like, what's Harrison Ford been up to since the last movie? Oh, look, we found him in a different context. Part-time. Almost like he doesn't have to be doing the exact same thing as where we left him last time. But this, the, but his origin story is like, here's him as a 20-year-old, he's already exactly Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. And he just stayed that he way for his entire life. He doesn't learn to become Han Solo. It... Okay, so... It's just actively made by shittier people that don't know how to make a good thing. Well, I mean, Disney's running out of people. Uh, and I'm sure no one wants to work on a Star Wars movie after they work on it once. How is Star Wars getting turning out to be so much worse than Marvel? Easy, because Marvel has predefined characters, predefined stories, predefined Because they're just everything. adapting other people's yes. shit as opposed to having to make stuff up, and yes. they're, which they're, they struggle with. Excuse you, have you... I want to ask you a very serious personal but question. I also, I also um, think part of it's the fans... Here's the thing, Keith. I want to ask you. When does Disney make its own stuff? Because Wreck-It Ralph is Pixar, right? <laughs> no, even it's though, technically... Even all it's, of Disney's cartoons are adaptations of, of uh, folk stories. Yes. That's the giant hypocrisy of Disney. Disney doesn't make anything. No. Even Moana's an adaptation and stuff like that. All of them are. Uh, all of them are the uh, that's that's the big hypocrisy about Disney is the fact that they keep extending trademarks so that they can keep all of their properties forever and never let anyone use them. But no half matter of their what, properties are not as theirs. Beca- as, yeah, at, when they themselves made their entire empire on adapting other people's works, because all they ever did was just make. Well, okay, like, they went to a bunch of stuff that was in the uh, what's it called the common, the creative, creative Commons license. Is it Creative Commons? Is that what yeah. you call it? It's open. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. The stuff where anyone can use it, because it's old enough. Because uh, made by oh, somebody who died uh, 200 years ago. Yeah, it's the... Um, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah, though. I'm losing yeah. the... This, this, we're running through a lot of vocabulary over the course of this podcast. Yes. It's really hard to keep going. The uh, uh, they, they profited entirely off of just making movies that were animations of those stories that have been around forever. And, and now they're and now they're like, but no one can use Mickey Mouse. Fuck you guys. That, We're gonna hold on to it for three hundred years. That's it. They that's the keep, only fucking reason. They literally lobby to change the laws whenever the time limits are coming up for their own stuff. But it's not for any of that garbage shit that they don't care about. I don't fucking care about Snow White. They don't care about Frozen. They don't give a mm-hmm. fuck about any of that. They will not lose Mickey Mouse. Because the one thing that they made. It's the one fucking <laughs> the thing. The one thing they made. The one thing that no one else can have. Uh, because that's why. Because if 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 Mickey goes into the open, uh, the open market, basically, if he goes into the, uh, 
or whatever it's called the part you know basically the create like open license where anybody can choose from it yeah people will start making stuff better endlessly about <laughs> mickey mouse they will make products they will make everything which disney weird, will not let know, that happen which disney like doesn't even use mickey mouse besides they as do a, as a logo and no a, they like use a, mickey mouse all the time are there are there mickey mouse animations yes anymore? there for are ch- for children uh there's just not movies or anything no so i don't notice oh no mickey is now exclusively they're, brainwashing they're, children they're admittedly That's... entire disney channels that i forget exist there's uh and i hear about them later two of them three of them that's where a bunch of stars come from like the top people on yeah. our entire website thanks disney <laughs> thanks for giving us the paul brothers hey look <laughs> sometimes magic can't be harnessed uh, can't wait for when zach and cody are old enough to be cancerous they are. youtubers too <laughs> aren't they they probably are i don't remember them since like 10 years ago this is what by I, definition they have to be old enough i mean now. yeah they're definitely old enough but they just probably died like the Olsen twins, died. like the Olsen twins almost did, based on what they look like now. Oh, jeez. I think one of them has uh, the thing you get from ticks. What? Lyme Ooh. disease? Yeah, one of them has Lyme disease. That's like, what, permanently? Yeah. That's why one of them looks worse than the other one. How do you even get... What? I mean, there's a lot of drugs with both of them, but one of them looks significantly more worrying well they had to apparently from lyme disease they had to stop looking the same at some point that's horrible you're horrible how am i horrible they complained about it 24 7 every time you watch like behind the scenes stuff from there it's like i hate when we're on set and people get confused with my sister like well maybe fucking change your hairstyle i used to watch that show as a kid what full house no oh uh mary kate and and ashley uh mystery agency oh god damn it Olsen and Olsen Mystery Agency will solve any crime before bedtime or whatever the fuck time it was. I don't remember which time it was. Lunchtime? Nap time? <laughs> nap time? There was one yet. where they had to solve the mystery of the singing fish at the aquarium. They went to the aquarium and all the fish were singing. My sister watched it. I did I did everything in my power to not. It was, it was basically a Scooby-Doo, but way more vanilla because the crimes had to not even be crimes, basically. Oh, there was like a minor questionable, a minor confusing thing in the world would happen. So it was and they would solve that because so, they were like three year olds. <laughs> so it was like Olsen and Olsen riddle agency. Like they would just solve riddles. Uh, it <laughs> like, was very much like a live action midpoint between like Dora the Explorer and Scooby-Doo. Like it was the Scooby-Doo formula, but it was the tone and expectation of the audience of Dora the Explorer. So in any case, I had a VHS of that. Disney is bad at <laughs> writing one. Disney is bad at writing their own material. More often than not, Disney sucks at creating, like, creating unique content. It is, like, their Achilles heel. They require other people to do it. Which is why Star Wars movies seem to be such utter trash. Because they need to hire because... people under a timeline to make something that also fits with their universe and what they want things to be, but also do it under the gun and also fiddle their formulas of what yes. they want, but also they won't have any creative input. Yes. It's concerning... Disney is basically like, imagine if Shigeru Miyamoto was like, you have to make a Mario game, but it has to be up to my standards and I won't tell you how to make it. You and know, it's you know like, that's exactly how Disney operates. Is like, you have to create a as thing. Opposed to how, as opposed to how Nintendo actually operated, yes. which is what gave us Mario and Rabbids, and that was Nito. The creator shows up and says, hey, let me give you some pointers. You know who's been, not been busy lately? George fucking Lucas. Yeah. I, I gra- I'll he give made it- Red Tails. Look, I'll give it to you. Which he called a, brown, a, a groundbreaking movie about race. 
Because he didn't realize that there had already been movies about black people. <laughs> He's been a little busy making Star Wars. He thought that he was, like, saving the black race with this movie. <laughs> he thought he was coming in and just saving everyone. It was really well, concerning. <laughs> the point is, is that there are things that, like, we all agree that George Lucas fucked up on the prequels. All, you know, all, well, we all can agree on that. The, the difference is, is that I think George Lucas himself is capable of coming up with interesting ideas. He yeah. just can't do it on a rush or when he has to do all of it himself. Yeah. He, like, if you just consult him and call him on the phone and be like, hey, uh, how do you think that Kessel run went? He would be like, it doesn't fucking matter. And then hang up the phone. And you would be like, okay, well, George says the Kessel run think, doesn't matter. I think his answer like, would be, the what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that but that's basically the same thing, isn't it? I don't it? even know what a parsec is. Yeah, like, isn't that the doesn't. same thing, though? If you go up and ask someone, like, man, I love that character. He's like, who the fuck's that character? Okay, well, I guess he wasn't that it's important. like expecting the Dragon Ball Z writer to remember a female character exists. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't, actually. He's like, Who? Oh, they stopped showing up because I forgot. <laughs> that character, I just forgot about that character, it's, so I never drew them That's again. what happened! That's what Akira Toyama did. He just forgot his own characters existed. <laughs> it's, so, it's so baffling. It's great! Uh, I love it. <laughs> but the, the notion is, so, okay, anyways, we've gotten uh, so fucking off track. We're, it's the only way to be. We're only halfway through this movie. Only, we're only an hour and a half in. It's fine. God damn it, we're only halfway through the fucking movie. Okay, so this fucking... I don't think we're getting to Deadpool today. It's fine. This, this heist <laughs> There's goes... There's not that much to say about Deadpool. It's fine. It's not as good as the first one. This heist... In the th middle of the Star Wars spoiler cast. This heist happens, and it is basically uh, an abysmal failure on every front. Everyone's yeah, upset. everyone dies, and no one got anything. No one, Yeah, no one gets anything. Everyone dies. It's And also, somebody has to fix that train. <laughs> the whole track looked expensive. Yeah, I, so, I mean, at least half of it... I just came. I just realized they had the charge. Half of that fucking train is still back there mm -hmm. with those stormtroopers on it, and they just left it. They just left it. Yeah. Hello, pirates. You want to go grab the fucking loot? Also, they they think it's more reasonable. Well, no, uh, maybe not. I or was is the argument I, that the I train only they transported? It, I was thinking about how they thought it was more reasonable to blow up the tracks than just to blow up the connector on the on the. Like, between the two halves of the thing. But I guess they might have been worried about blowing up the fuel. Because that's the whole point, I guess. I don't know. Point is, the whole crew's Wait. dead right after being like, Ah, it's our last trip before retirement. I yeah. hope we don't die on this trip. Oh, no, we're dead. They did the typical... Uh, and then, after setting up constantly how much they love each other, uh, Val is, like, never mentioned again. Nope. And never comes name? up again. I think so. I think I just had a Freudian moment where it just stirred from the back of my brain and like I'd said it without thinking about it and then it came out. I think you're right. I, I think, think it is Val. I think I did that thing. <gasps> it's like in the Star Wars book I read. <laughs> that's actually that's a real star. I, I read a st I read Star Wars books as a kid. I mean, I believe that, but but not the ones people like. Oh, good. I read uh, Jedi Apprentice. Oh. Yeah. Good. The prequel series written by someone that was basically J.A. Applegate. <laughs> it was like it was like it was like reading an <laughs> it was like the equivalent of reading Animorphs, where you read these books about Obi Obi Wan being trained by Qui-Gon in the years before uh, Jedi yeah. uh, Phantom Menace. And in one of them they witness somebody getting uh somebody gets shot in like some sort of tense political situation and I don't remember the exact context for it anymore, but Qui-Gon has Obi-Wan clear his mind and search through his memories and he's able to actually like understand and observe more about the situation than he did while he was in the situation 
because it, like realizing all the stuff that his, your brain records, but you don't consciously, you're not consciously aware of. Yeah. And he's able to figure out, oh shit, I saw a light up on that roof. And like, oh, that must have been actually the shot being fired. And like, they were able to like reverse engineer the whole thing and go track it down. Okay. As a clue. And like, that is what I just did with the name Val. <laughs> it just, I was thinking of something else and it just came out. Isn't that a movie? Phone booth? What? Val? No. Phone booth? Like, isn't, doesn't phone booth have that exact situation where they try to like, figure out With exactly colin farrell no yeah wait that's colin farrell is colin farrell in? colin farrell's the guy on the phone booth oh my god is he yeah i just remember Kiefer also i like that kind of movie a lot isn't Kiefer Sutherland the sniper i don't remember he might be where I he's think... like I, and they're like uh, wait shit am i thinking of I don't, I don't remember i was thinking of the hot dog scene but now i can't remember if the hot dog stand scene was was that Phone Booth, or was that, like, a movie from Sandra Bullock? Was Sandra Bullock also... No, that was Speed. I don't know. In that, any that's case... A, that's a genre I like a lot. In any case, People like, being stuck in a small location for, like, like, an entire movie. Yeah. It's cheap to film. Um, that's, Ryan Reynolds was in one of them. He was. Buried. He's in a coffin the that entire movie. That was even cheaper to film. <laughs> <laughs> it was, how, how much set design do we have? A box? <laughs> Not even all of a box, like half a box, because they need I, a, the cameras need to have an angle. Does that say something about like? This is Ryan Reynolds in a black room <laughs> that's in a lit box. I, I I don't know what's worse. Does that say something about Ryan Reynolds as an actor? As if they like couldn't they didn't want to spend money on a movie that he's in, so they just put him in a it's box. A, it's a better or, it's a better choice for his career than Green Lantern. Well, <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying though. And then like the opposite end is like, oh, this is what happens if you spend too much money on Ryan Reynolds. It turns bad. Like, like you need to spend the right amount of money on him, yeah. and then the movie will turn out okay. If, you, if you're CGing his entire body, bad. If you put him in a box, good. <laughs> in any case, so we have this failed plan. They go back to, they go to, uh, I guess, they, a flying party ship. Yeah, they go to the guy the who hired him. Is. Which that's the first time we hear about the fact that anyone hired him was that scene. Yeah, apparently. Like after they already failed, they find out the stakes. What was what was like? <laughs> they find out the stakes for failure after the failure. But what was the <laughs> cut? Like the cut must have been ridiculously small. If we had to basically give all of it to that guy, yeah, probably. So like what? But did, even a small cut was probably enough for them to just be like, eh, fuck it, and leave. But it had to have been like twenty five percent split amongst five people. Yeah. Shit. Like. Yeah. Bet, literally, Han would walk away with the one thing but he gave to that agent. Importantly, what happens agent. here is we find out that Han's entire motivation for the movie is completely undercut because it's gone. Yeah, she's Kira there. is just already not on that planet anymore. Yeah, she's just so he didn't have to become a pilot, and like she's already here and yeah. she's doing fine. Well, remember he's been like she he was. She has rescued herself. He was part of the academy, or really. he was part of the Imperial Army for a couple of years. Yeah, and she specifically wanted he specifically wanted to become a pilot so he can go back. And get her and leave, and she's already not there. You know what's interesting is that in my when I first saw when I first like thought about that, I thought it was kind of fucked up. I was like, well, I mean, he said he was gonna come back for you, and you knew he was like genuine. Like, why would you fucking leave? And then I realized, like, oh wait, because it's in space, and like the the idea that he could ever return is like insurmountably impossible compared yeah. to like someone going like, oh honey, I gotta go to the Amer- I gotta go to America. I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back in the UK like in four years. Like, I'll believe also, that will happen. And also, what like, he's, he's she's just gonna wait there for three years in like Scumland where. She's probably always in danger. I'm pretty sure she still did wait for three years in Scumland. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like she's. It seems like she's been there for a while, in in the, with the other guy. 
Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. Business Suit Man. Mr. I'm mm. not a Sith Lord, but I have very cool Sith Mall Ninja to- like tools. And his face keeps changing. I think his face has like. I think his face is the dark. Like, he had like Darth like Maul markings all over his face. Yeah. His, but they kept coming and going over and over again, I felt like. They were, yeah. They seemed to keep changing the, darkness. The more aggravated he got, yeah. the more, like, protruding they came out. Like, almost somehow he was anamorphing into Darth Maul, but they had to be like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> it's an entire race of mood rings. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was up with him. But he had, like, the dumbest, I think uh, the dumbest weapon I've ever seen. The weird knife? But it was a lightsaber? Light, yeah, maybe it was a vibroblade. So you like do vibroblades look like lightsabers a little bit? But they like they're they're, they're you put them through uh, your knuckles. So you like put yeah. that thing through your knuckles, and then you like uh, I guess press a button, and it's like, and then he just goes, chaha. But you have, you have to be really and close. He, he uses it effectively on zero people. <laughs> no, he uses it effectively on one guy. Does he? Yeah, because you walk. Oh, the, you walk, the first time you meet him, the first is time him you meet him, like get that. Guy. Yeah, apparently there's just a dead guy there, and they're yeah. like, "Get him out of here!" And I was like, "I'll believe you that those blades worked, but I don't believe you, you know, that those also, blades worked." We also didn't see it. No, that's why I don't believe it. He he just sets it on the on the tray, and he's like, "I'll have a drink now." And I'm like, he, "I don't think he, he ultimately comes across as really incompetent due to him never accomplishing anything in the entire movie or really even beating anyone." He is very incompetent. I don't I don't think there's a single time he it's does like something. They had to have him beat get that one guy off camera before we meet him, just so it feels like he could ever be dangerous. Yes, he never does anything. Yeah, successfully. because when you walk into the room the first time, and he's like, "Well, you failed me." He has like seven people stand up to shoot them. In a movie and where the majority of on-screen protagonist characters die, he doesn't kill any of them. <laughs> no. Like, they can't stop dying, and he doesn't do any of it. <laughs> he, and you know what's ama- amazing is that he, normally Star Wars villains are actually threatening. Like, most of the time, like, even... He's just a guy. Like, even Jar Jar Binks is only, threatening. His, <laughs> like, he is a he's a threat to just happiness. To racial identity? Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, even most of the major Star Wars uh, villains are all, at least, like, you understand why they're in that position. They're often comically threatening, like, covered in spikes. Yes. Yeah, they're usually <laughs> comically threatening. But they're, they, they are at least... robes. They're at least competent. Like, they didn't get into that position because someone or was just, a like... a slug monster. Yeah. But, like... This guy is not anything. Or a four-armed lightsaber spinner. This guy this guy is the equivalent of Lee. <laughs> this guy's the equivalent of that guy in the, the first order that was uh The sniveling guy? The no, the guy that was like the 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 one from Black Mirror? No, maybe. I'm talking about the one that Have you seen that episode? Well you have seen yeah. that episode, but there's the episode of Black Mirror that's like the, one of the leaders of the First Order and Ray are the two lead characters. The, those the two lead actors are the red the redheaded guy. Oh, the first order and, yeah. and the and the and the woman that plays Ray, the protagonist of the new series, That's weird. are just the two lead roles. It's a really, it's a it's a trip to see after you've seen Star Wars. I I think that's the guy. That's the guy that answers the prank call, right? Uh, I t- uh, yeah, 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 Hux, yeah, Hux, like Hux, Hux. Hux. Yeah, that's they're in the, the movie uh... where he's a robot. I mean, that Black Mirror episode where he's a robot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Now I remember the. But yeah, like that guy, the guy in the solo felt just like Hux. Just utterly incompetent. No way that he actually Kinda managed to get like there. Kind of does look <laughs> like Hux. But like you have to question, like, how the hell did you get into this position? Because you're not qualified compared to like yeah. literally the person apparently this guy answers to, which is Darth fucking Maul. And 
I think the reason why is because, like, Rogue One, he is, like, the guy in white. You know, the protagonist of Rogue One? Yeah. <laughs> Have we, protagonist? We, we haven't been over that in a podcast before, necessarily, because, uh, in part, in part because we lost, we, we lost our last Jedi podcast, but, uh... <laughs> I, I I I continually frame him as being the protagonist of Rogue One because we see his struggles and his strife and like we know his character motivation and he goes back and forth with with, uh, with he goes back and forth with uh, Vader and he's got he actually has like ups and downs in his storyline. <laughs> he's actually a, a person, that, yeah. But everyone else is like weird. Just he's nothing. literally developed more than any of the actual good characters in Rogue One. That makes sense. And he's the villain. Yeah. So, like, when he dies, I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) The main character died in the movie? That's that's unheard of. Whereas everyone else in the Rogue One, I'm like, "Eh." Well, yeah, of course the bad guys die. That's how it works. Like, everyone's so (laughs) fucking boring in Rogue One, and they're, like, flat non-characters. But the the antagonist is so developed to the point where they break perspective and go away from the main people just to have scenes where he's with Vader so they can make you feel for him more. Like, I'm like, what are they going for here? I, I, I'm, I'm trying to make me feel bad for the space Nazi that murders everybody and is creating a death weapon that'll blow up planets and kill all of Alderaan. Star Wars movies are a fucking mess. <laughs> they don't know what to do with the they tone. They don't know what to do with this. This was such a bad purchase. Uh, it should have just stayed in Lucas's hands. This was such a bad purchase. This was such a bad <laughs> fucking idea. Uh, like, and it's not even that thing of like, oh, it's, they're ruining my childhood. It's like, you guys just don't even know how to make movies. Yeah, it's a problem because they're not even entertaining movies. Yeah, like at the if you took if you stripped it away of Star Wars and just called this like a guy smuggling in the galaxy, like I would still hate this movie because it's not interesting. But furthering on, we meet so, this guy. He's utterly incompetent. Here's something that bothers me about the structure at this point. Yeah. So we've done the entire train heist, mm-hmm. and then we're here. Yes. The ex the reason the train heist exists in the movie seems to be to make uh, Woody's crew indebted to Sith-like guy. Yes. And that's why they have to do the Kessel Run. But that's not necessary. No. Cut all of that out, skip that entire segment, and just cut to the part where uh, you just go with the part where uh, Han Solo goes to training for three years, comes back, Finds the smuggling crew, finds out about this Kessel Run thing, and, and uh, but like specifically, like when he joins this crew, the crew takes them to this place. He finds Kira. Kira's a slave. Oh shit! Now he's got a motivation anyway. Yeah. He found Kira here, and she's a slave. So now the motivation is Woody's crew wants to do the Kessel Run so they can pay for their retirement and then give up this life for good. And Han wants to do this job because he can buy Kira's freedom. Yes. The entire train segment could be deleted from the movie and give everything else way more time to breathe give you time to develop characters and like do better I mean, storytelling across the whole movie Keith, at this point your train like, segment doesn't fit the movie at this point you're just cutting the like they had to establish movie. like three entire characters just to kill them in the train heist scene that doesn't matter and then we get more characters yeah Instead, we could have spent more movie with the with the cast of characters, Star Wars so is, we could fucking meet them as people. Star Wars kind of has kind of like a a problem with keeping people around because people keep dying and everything. They just throw them away they just real quickly. It's, it's 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 severe. You know the prequels weren't this fucking or the the originals weren't this loose with people's lives. Yeah, I mean they were pretty. You could have even been more efficient. Is that like? This Woody, like Woody and Han, meet each other during the the conflicts and stuff, 
and Woody has a way out, and Han goes along with it. Yeah. You know, they bond a little bit or something, and he takes them with him. They take they go to the crime lord's place, and that's where they find out about the Kessel Run. That's where they encounter like Lando, and like they they like they when they find out about this chance to make a bunch of money, they put the crew together from the people they can find around there, and like yeah, that could be how you find that could be how you find Chewie even or all these other people, or find keep Chewie being a weird Rancor cave at a for no fucking reason. Well, no, it would make sense because in the whole point, Do they, of the they dig ca- a new hole every time they move because it's a battlefront. They keep moving the battlefront and digging a new hole. To put Chewie in over no, and over I again. think he's there's like a main base, like what the and the fuck Chewie's is just Chewie? at the main base. It would make more sense if they met Chewie inside of the mines. Yes, yes, they yes, that makes that's way better. Yeah, the place that had that had Wookies had Wookies. Yeah, in it. yeah, that probably makes sense. You could have met Chewie. Yeah, yeah. cut the entire train segment out <laughs> entirely. You could you assemble a smuggling. We can crew. now cut out the entire scene for the train. Yeah. The entire scene for the war. So we've cut like. A good solid hour of this movie out. <laughs> like, all, all you need is like the like you, the intro works, but needs to be better. Well, yeah, like, but if you had like, to like, like, give like, it. The, like their whole intro was was bad. Yeah, but yeah. The, but the, the setup is. So you still is, have to oh, set it up. The setup of them being separated and him wanting to go back for Kira's fine, and yeah. then the surprise of oh shit, Kira's here. While I was training, she got here. <laughs> Great. Uh, now I've got to find out how to get the money to free her, which also. Having to get the money to free her and then having her betray you at the end of the movie makes the betrayal even better. Yeah. Storytelling wise. And like, yeah, Chewie should just be at the Mines of Kessel where they already have Wookiees. Yeah. As opposed to in a random pit where they have to dedicate an entire scene to really conveniently setting up an origin for for just Chewie that almost seems at a conflict with the world around it. Yeah. Like, it's like they fall into an alternate dimension for a second just to get, just to find Chewie because they need to have him in the movie and they just decided, well, he's got to be early in the movie so he's in the whole thing, right? Because he's Chewbacca and he's apparently hasn't had enough, enough screen time over the other five movies he's in. I want to be frank with you. Six movies he's in. I'm getting real... He's in six movies already. Now he's in seven. I'm getting real fucking tired of Chewie wearing vests. Chewie's in more movies than even the droids now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm tired of Chewie wearing vests and it has ammo on it, but he never uses a gun that requires that ammo. Yeah, and I've never seen him use any sort of chain gun or anything. I don't even know what the gun is that requires that I ammo. I don't know. Doesn't he use a bolt caster? He uses what? a... No, not until later. Don't, the, wouldn't the bolts go into like a, a quiver or something as opposed to like a, a, a bandolier? No, he doesn't use a bolt. Technically, he uses like a space crossbow. So it's a, I, it's I a think, laser I, crossbow. I think, it's called, I think it's called a bolt caster. Maybe. From video games. I don't think <laughs> it actually shoots bolts, though. If it's crossbow, they're called bolts. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I don't think it physically shoots crossbows. So it just like doesn't bolts. have ammo. No, well, it, it's a it's a laser gun. Maybe it's like Mass Effect where there's a block of iron and it chips off a little piece of time Han, and hyper accelerates. Because uh, <laughs> Han, so, Han uses it in The Force, uh, Force yeah, he Awakens. Just, he just picks it up, doesn't he? Just he just picks it up and shoots it and can keep shooting it without having to reload. What does this bandolier have on it? Ammo! It's just like shotgun shells, basically. Did it have sh- Did it have ammo on it this time? Yes! He it's just, the he, exact same he just, vest. He just puts a belt on. He just puts the fucking vest on for he no wears, reason. He wears it differently, though. Well, yeah, because when he gets older, he just loses one of them and just straps one over his chest instead. <laughs> but he, this time he has two, and it still serves no purpose. I, I, it's just, almost like they did it so it's like, this one's Chewbacca. And I'm like, there's no well, other you gotta. Well, here's what's brutal is that that's the same scene where Woody just gives Han the pistol he's going to use for the rest of his life. No, he gives Han a rifle that has apparently just been taken apart, and that's the pistol. 
Just that random pistol that's circle, holding... that circles on and everything yeah. is just, oh yeah, look, Han but, Solo got the gun he's going to use forever. But he's like holding, he's holding the, he's holding a rifle that he had and he just starts taking it apart and then it just transforms into a pistol that he just goes like, here, you can have this kid. I'm like, are you going to give him the other parts for the rifle? Because it's part of the gun. Maybe Han will need a rifle at he, one point. He uses that for the rest of time. For the rest of time. He has that gun, that blaster. And Chewie has that bandolier forever. Yes. And it's like they just picked him up. Hey, look, if anything, they're very good at being frugal. They got something for free once. They never had to buy new stuff. So they get to they keep just, all their heist money for repairs on the Falcon. They're Atlanta answering Falcon. questions no one ever had. And their answers not only are lazy and boring, but they make the thing boring. Yes. The thing that didn't have we didn't have questions about in the first place becomes more boring just to the fact the virtue of them having the worst answer for it. Yeah. Like, oh, where'd Hans got this gun from? I don't know. It's a gun. But now it's like, oh, that's the gun that he was given by Woody forty years ago and he just held on to it forever and ever and ever. Han doesn't let things and go. Ever. It outla- that gun outlasts most lightsabers in the Star Wars universe. Yes, because we see a we see a fair number of uh, lightsabers get destroyed. Yeah, uh, we see that specifically, specifically uh, that gun outlasts almost. Was it Obi Wan? Was it Obi Wan's lightsaber that got destroyed in uh, Last Jedi? Wait, then we see Darth Maul's Darth, lightsaber get cut in half. Darth Maul was cut in half. The uh, technically, oh, Obi Wan's lightsaber fell into bespin right yes so then it was luke's sky luke made a new lightsaber and that gets destroyed in last jedi yes so we've watched two lightsabers get destroyed and one get lost at the very least and which probably got destroyed because of falling into a gas giant i want you to be aware which there's no land down there i want you to be it's aware it's gonna fall forever chewy might be molten core chewy has had his gun uh-huh Chewie's had his gun so long that it lived through Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker's timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, that, he's had that gun for as long as, as Anakin has been a Jedi and up till the death of Luke Skywalker, which is the son of Anakin. Yeah. That is absurd quality craftsmanship. I cannot think of a gun that would hold up for... Infinity. Almost a hundred years? All of time. <laughs> like, it has to be a hundred years, right? Yeah. I don't know. Leia's still alive, so maybe it's not a hundred years. I don't... In any case, it's a really long time. Leia and Han... I mean... Were. Yeah, but... Like, he was of age where he's still running... Or he's still running from tentacle monsters on his ship and shit. Remember that sequence that everyone forgets exists every time you see the movie? Yeah. It's like, it's like the underwater sequence of uh, Phantom Menace where you literally forget it's in the movie. Because it's so, it's, it's like a so weird, absurdly dumb. it's a weird long thing where no plot happens and yeah. random CG shit happens like flailing Cthulhu monster. Unpopular opinion, Disney's actually worse than George Lucas is at owning Star Wars. I'll call it right now. I, I think, I think that Disney has made two movies that are better than any of the ones, than any of the prequels. I see, I don't feel that way. I think both seven and eight are better than the prequels. I think they're the same. I think all of the pre- I think all of Disney's prequels might be worse. Oh, oh, these prequels are worse than the prequels yeah. that George Lucas made. I'd rather watch Clone Wars than Han Solo. I think S- seven and eight. Seven I think and- part of it is that the original trilogy. I mean, I mean the prequel trilogy. Yeah, especially the first two have a somewhat amusing, like whimsy nonsense. To yeah, them. it's it's just for funsies. Like 
it's like how dumb they are. They they're still like almost like a campiness that you get from like a video game movie. Yeah. So like I can still in some way enjoy watching like Clone Wars and the dumb Coliseum fight against the praying mantis monster. Yeah. I can enjoy that more than like watching Rogue One or Solo. See, that's how I feel about seven and eight. Is that they're too fucking serious. It's like it's getting really depressing and everyone's upset and there are a lot it's like shut the fuck up. What happened to the boss nass? Where's Boss Nass right now? Show me some Boss Nass. Like, I, I don't want to see this, like... I <laughs> everything in Star Wars, since Disney's owned it, has been the most creatively bankrupt shit I've ever seen. It's... It is I, seriously just Disney going, like... I think I, I think I disagree with that, especially with 8. Really? Yeah. 8 made me hate it more. I know that. I, I know mean, you hated it more, but I don't think it was... I don't think it was, like, they were just... Spinning the, I, th I think specifically what I enjoyed so much about 8 was that that's when they're like, we're going to actually do shit as opposed to just like fucking spin our wheels forever. Well, sure, but it wasn't campy. It was just more. It was still yeah. the fucking dark night. Shut up with this shit. But I, I, don't, don't, I don't see campy as being the quality or not. It's just that, I, oh, I, that I, is. I'm just citing it as the reason why I can still on some level enjoy those prequels more than I can enjoy these prequels. I don't know why they're insisting so much on 50% of the franchise being prequels. Like, down the middle. There was the original trilogy, then a prequel trilogy. But even aside from that, there was the there was the Christmas special and the Clone Wars special. So there's the, even those are matching one-to-one. -one. And then you have, uh, every time they make a new sequel, they make a prequel after it. Yeah. Now. And I'm like, why are they so fucking they have dedicated to. to this? Because, like, Star Wars is that, it's in that position where three movies were made, and it's so self-enclosed, where it's like, okay, these three movies exist... Nothing else exists outside of this. And those, it's a and, vacuum, and there were and those were so like so uncharacteristically popular. Those were and they were like impossibly sacred for like thirty yes. years or whatever the fuck between that and the prequels coming out, pretty and, much, and starting to poison things. Yeah, and it and now now Star Wars isn't special at all. No, thirty years wait, fuck that, six months. <laughs> it's been six oh my God. months. <laughs> Jesus, this is a Star Wars movie every fucking... It used to be three years between movies, then decades, then three years between movies, then another decade, and then at least the episodes themselves were going to come out like two years apart. Yeah. But these two in particular, episode eight and Solo, were six months apart from each other. That's not even enough time to like... They put more time between the part where they split a Hunger Games book into two movies. <laughs> they put more, that gets more time than between movies. They put more time between Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It Ralph 2. Well, that's that's a lot of time already, though. That's like five years. That's impressive. That's long by most movie franchise standards. I mean, that's, that's a good amount of dedication to making something compared to six months. What the fuck? You, mm -hmm. I mean... You can argue that, well, well, they're being filmed at the same time. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to release them at the same time. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> I mean, did they do like a Harry Potter movies in one go? What's distressing to me is that Solo feels, a lot of it feels rushed. And I wonder, well, and part of me, don't feel part rushed. of me thinks it's extra rushed by the fact that it's, they had to redo half of yeah, it while like maintaining their release schedule. And I'm like. Why didn't this come out in Christmas? Yeah, why was that release why schedule didn't you so... Just, why didn't you give it six more months? Why did it have to come out at the same time as Infinity War? Yeah, Are is, you insane? What is going... Okay, I'm going to check You're that. either hurting the culmination of your 10-year franchise of Avengers with Star Wars, or you're, or, you're, or you're hurting Star Wars with the culmination of your 10-year franchise. Like, 
Why did those? Why did this telling of of? What the fuck is that? Sense eight? What the fuck? What's this page? No, this is just. Oh, that's not Sense eight. Never mind. All the Disney movies coming out in 2018. There's a whole page dedicated to it because that's how many there are. Oh no! Wait, is Incredibles two this year? Yeah. Oh shit! That's like in a month. Yeah, it's next month. Oh shit! Wait, what the fuck? They're putting Incredibles two and Ant Man at the same time. Uh, what the fuck? They're only a week apart from each other. What the fuck are they doing? God damn it, Disney! Stop! What, what the fuck? They're not even. There aren't even twelve movies here, right? Why don't they just do one a month? Why are they coming out like a week from each other? No, this month. Or, wait, was that? Wait, was that? Did I just see Mulan? Huh? Wait, 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 wait. Does, 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 does Disney own Harry Potter? I thought that was WB. Did you see Harry Potter down there? No. It's Mary Poppins. Oh. The fuck? <laughs> the fuck? There's a Mary oh, Poppins that's movie? That's the Christmas movie this year. That's it's why Star Mary Wars... Mary Poppins? That's why, that's why Star Wars couldn't come out. That's They had to crowd out Star Wars for Mary fucking Poppins? Yeah, dude. I mean, what? It's been... Because people love live-action Disney. That isn't Marvel or Star Wars. They do so well. They actually, well, they do if they it's do, based they on... They do totally okay. It's Well, if it's based <laughs> on certain properties. They do totally okay. I, I Whereas every you, other Star Wars or Marvel thing they make is like, hey, new record for all of movies forever. <laughs> so Record Ralph is November, and... Fucking they, hell. They one for every month. Is that a Mulan movie? It is, Mulan 2. Um, I thought there already was a Mulan 2. No, it's a, it's a live... Oh, sorry, it is a live action. Oh, they're doing live action Mulan. Yeah, which they don't have pictures. I've for. never heard. Isn't that the picture? No, that's uh, a Nutcracker. No, that's that's just that's the that's an animation. Christopher Robin. Yeah, that's Winnie the Pooh. Cool your fucking jets. So, Disney's on a roll. What? They are they are making all I've the movies. I've never heard of half the movies on that page. Really? Yeah. Um, because I can't hear them past the noise of all their other movies. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's gonna be weird. There's gonna be like a point Fuck. where you go to watch a Marvel movie and it, or a Disney movie, and it only shows you commercials for Disney movies. Where in the re- where in the release schedule are all of my niche horror movies gonna fit? Uh, in the gutter. They're gonna Disney go straight them. to Netflix now. Like it's just the death of theaters. That would be amazing. Keep doing it, Disney. Maybe you can be the only one in theaters, and then we can all enjoy ourselves. We can just without. watch all the movies on, on yeah. demand immediately. We can now. watch all the good movies on demand, and you, uh. all your shit movies take over the theaters. You could just ha- you could call them Disney theaters. We almost had a point of hope for a second there when Cloverfield Paradox just was is like it was announced in a trailer, and then it was instantly on Netflix. You're like, oh, what? But then it was terrible. <laughs> but it was a terrible movie. And that's why it was on Netflix instantly. <laughs> Uh, the, the secret was the movie was real bad. <laughs> I don't know why. Was... Have you seen that movie? No. Have you seen the other two yet? No. Have you seen the first one? Yes. And oh, I have to watch all of them. No. Yeah, because no. due to your weird rule about no, because the other ones aren't fucking canon. <laughs> so I don't have to do it. They are an anthology, which means that they're not the same story. Ha ha. Fuck you, J.J. Abrams, you nerd. You can't write a good story nerd. for shit. Oh, no, we went back to J.J. Abrams. <laughs> We're looping. He is. He's in everything. The, oh. So the point... Okay, so we, we haven't even gotten to this fucking goddamn movie. The It's okay, we finally got to the Kessel Run. We're almost there. Okay, so we go to the... We're only over two hours in. So we go to the fucking Kessel Run. we still have... We have an unboxing to do still. <laughs> so... We definitely don't have time for Deadpool today. <laughs> great. So we get to the... We get to the point... Where we meet this guy, he's a loser, <laughs> tells us to go do one last mission or else it's an ixnay on our next snays or whatever because he just goes, I'll fucking kill you. And I was like, oh, well, all right. I guess it's so intimidating because whatever. So, yeah, so Kira was uh, there. She's a slave of this person. She's not a slave. Apparently. 
She is she a willing. Leave. She just can't leave. <laughs> she's a willing participant of joining a cult, or something, or something. Some it cramps it to get. It through. comes with a free tattoo, which is yeah, really nice. that says you can't go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it says you can't go. She can't leave. They say she can't leave explicitly. I they, well, I thought they said she they she can't leave because of the guy. No, they explicitly say that he can't leave, that she can't leave. Like she's, she's clearly trapped. But she even says that she never that she even says like she didn't escape to to Han, to further indicate that she can't leave. She's just not on the planet anymore, but she's still in other people's charge. But okay, it's irrelevant. You, are because you saying it, because they sent her on a mission where she could easily escape? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm not going to fucking nitpick Star Wars because it's all trash. But I the mean, point we will, is... will, and we have, and we will. <laughs> but, so, we get to, we get this mission. We all go We're with going our on the crew. castle run. But we can't do the castle run. Because we need to get Lando's ship. We need... No. We need a Millennium Falcon. Yeah. We can't do this... We can't do anything without a Millennium Falcon yeah, because the it's entire Star reason Wars. why we're going to... Which was, well, it's also the entire reason we're doing the castle run is to explain that... That this ship can do a Kessel Run. Yeah, and specifically, it was parsecs. not Han that did the Kessel Run, necessarily. The The line was that that's the ship that did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Yes. So, for all we knew, it doesn't even have to be Han flying, which it almost seemed like he might not be. Uh, but they need to get the Millennium Falcon in this movie because they're going to Kessel, and the Kessel Run has to happen because we had to prove how cool the Millennium Falcon is, apparently. I didn't know it was unquestioned. I thought the Millennium Falcon was pretty cool when I was a kid. Apparently I didn't know... prove it. Yeah, I didn't know I needed... Well, it was proven in yep. the original movies when it did really cool so shit. So here's where we meet Lando and Leet. L337. Literally literally characters I wish were just erased from the fucking Her movie. name is Leet. Yeah, it is. Like, internet speak from 15 years ago memes. Yeah. Like, that shit. And she definitely talks like some kind of internet piece of shit. I can tell you that. She fucking goes to a goddamn place and starts yelling at robots for not... Being... It's a real. She's being called the social justice droid, and it's it's the most. I don't know. Is she a social justice droid? I literally keep looking at. I don't her. think she's social justice I at keep, all. She's just robot I, justice. I, she doesn't care about society keep, as a whole. I keep looking at that character, and I, I don't know what the goal is. I can't tell what they were going for with that character. They wanted a progressive robot. Did they though? Oh, but wait. I don't know. Because I don't think the movie takes her seriously. You're right. You're right. And I think so, the movie's mocking her the entire time. No, they wanted to make like, a progressive. I think you're supposed to laugh at her. But that makes it even more morally confusing no, no, and no, worrying. No. Here's how it works. like, are we supposed to be like, yeah, slavery. Fuck that robot. Like, why are we? No. She, said, she feels like she's set up as someone we're supposed to not like. See, Keith. And that's even worrying Disney, more. Disney's over here playing some 40 chess with you and you're not ready for it. Why? So she is supposed why, to be a progressive, liberal uh, style robot who wants everyone to be equal and blah, blah, blah. But we can't do that because people would get upset that they're pushing the liberal agenda. So, so she's like a straw man she's for them a, to be mad at? She's just a hilarious, like, oh, isn't it funny how she's so liberal? She's so too like she's liberal. She's someone for those people to be like make fun of? Yes. But, so she appeases but conservatives. But they just she got appeases... mad at her anyway. <laughs> but also, everyone, she's someone everyone got mad at. Yeah. Because the people that That's she's, the point. Because she's making fun of people. And those people don't like her, but also the people that don't like those kinds of people still don't like her. Yeah, it's not like they're like, ah, it's funny joke. It's like it's everyone doesn't like her. Exactly. So, yeah. they, so they win. They what, made a character that neither side of the political spectrum could possibly be on favor of. What for. I hate is there was a scene of her I liked. 
What scene? And I was like, why couldn't we get that version of the character? I enjoyed the scene between her and Kira. Where they're talking about Lando. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, that's, there's just good dialogue in here. It's like it's like similar to the, t- the kind of tone you get from like a Guardians movie. Just the snappy back and forth and that and like and just like characters interacting well. Yeah. And, but the problem is that's not her character. That's the only scene where she's that person. Yeah. She's never that person in any other scene. Then she just goes back to just shouting the same shit. Yeah, she's just a, she's a crusader most of the time. It's and like then that's like from one. a different movie because it might be. It probably was. That might have been the original movie. <laughs> That might be. Oh my lot. god! Is Ron just not understand how like, social justice works? <laughs> is he just like? Uh, what if that one scene of her being, like, oh, it works, and all that other shit is all from the Lord and Miller's movie, and then the rest of it's like Ron Howard being mad at social justice warriors? Or what something? if he doesn't get and, it? What if he's just too like, old? He's just like, I wanted social justice. Do you just say shit? Because like the <laughs> robot talking about Lando like being into her is really funny. And, See, I didn't, re- I, and none of the rest of the movie works I actually, <laughs> with, with that character. I'll be honest with you. I hated every moment she was in it. <laughs> because it made, to me, it made no sense as just in-universe. In yeah. Because, like, for one, uh, she she's piloting the ship. But no. Uh, because it's been statistically proven that there's no such thing as a, a, a better robot pilot than a human pilot. So just get that out of the way. That was a waste. And Lando wouldn't do that because Lando's not an idiot. Secondly, uh, this robot's never literally mentioned ever in the history of ever, in the history of ever, that it is part of the Millennium Falcon, which it apparently now is. I've heard um, that. I've heard people. Met, I think. I think it has been mentioned, but it's one of those annoying things that's such a minor. Someone mentioned that a robot is installed inside of the Millennium Falcon, which happened to be a robot that had freed think, and liberated slaves I, on I a planet. I think that uh, specifically, and I think the original trilogy might specifically set up the idea that the Millennium Falcon has three robot brains in it, like three. Well, guess what? And, well, it like, wasn't important like, enough because like, I don't like remember. Like the dice and Admiral Akbar, it's one of those things I literally just never noticed until people just kept pointing it out forever. Yeah, I don't remember it, so it must not have been that important. It, well, it wasn't um, important. It's another Applegrass thing that we're reverse engineering into the thing. So where we have to, we've got to explain it. We've so got to have a whole backstory to it. Another reason why she's not great of a fucking character. Mm-hmm. And lastly is because she was just made to die. Yeah, she's another character made to die, which means that and you... You can tell who's going to die, by the way, because they have, like, a weird, heartfelt scene where they talk with somebody. Like, they sit around and talk for a bit, and then the next scene is them dying in an action segment. I'm convinced... That happens every single time in this movie. In this movie, there are only three characters that you need to be concerned about. You, there's only three characters who, who when they speak... It's Han, Kira, and, and Woody. Han? Nobody else affects the story. Chewbacca. Chewbacca's not important in this movie. And Lando. She just shows up. He just shows up. Those three are the only characters that matter in this movie because the rest are dead by logic of the rest of the movie franchises. They're dead because they don't show up in other things? They never show up again. Well, well, Woody's dead because they died in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. But I'm saying that, no, like, I would say the movie's Kira, the, I'm assuming, is just fucking dead. I would say the movie's all about Han, Kira, and Woody. Well, and every other every other character is largely set dressing that doesn't usually even affect the plot very much. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying even, even the like characters Chewie and and like even people like Lando and Chewie just kind of are there. Well, okay. First off, let's especially get this... Chewie. Let's get it out of the way what, that the, what, every what does character Chewie do that affects the plot. He frees slaves. That doesn't affect the plot. Uh... The robot thing or the robot slave freeing thing already happened. So oh, he, it was already he separated, in progress. The fact that a couple Wookiees ran out didn't change the. He separated scenario. the cart. 
which anyone could have done, presumably. No, because Han couldn't they do it alone. They just wrote that, like, he was, oh, it's harder, so Chewie has to do it. Like, that's such a weak explanation for him to be in the movie. Chewie... Uh, it's really hard to come up with anything he did in the movie. He got He's a lot of there. fur on that one bad dude's couch. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really, it's like it's hard to come up with a reason. Uh, like, like, and which is, to be fair, it's in a lot of the movies, it's a little hard to come up with things that Chewie really does. Chewie flew but the Millennium Falcon. Not in this one, did he? He oh, at the very end, he yeah. did. Where he's like, "You look great." We're talking about his age. But like he, Chewbacca he, was important. To, it, to showing us that there is actually a hidden compartment in the Millennium Falcon for storing stuff. They did show that for a second. Although Lando should have been showing that because it's his ship. <laughs> also, I don't think it's Lando's ship. I think we literally stole it from that planet. <laughs> he just stole it? <laughs> I think we just stole that from it, the planet. It kind of seemed like it. She but, had to break it, the fence it, to get to the Millennium no, Falcon. I think the Millennium Falcon was impounded. Because all the shit's on it. So we stole the Millennium Falcon. Yes, but not stole, but, but I mean, like, it didn't... It wasn't his ship. It was taken, it was repossessed by the company in which yeah, he bought it but from. it was his ship before. Technically, in, it's Han's ship because his dad built it, the, and his dad probably worked for the company that built the ship, which is probably who leased it out to Orlando. No, no, I think it was impounded as in, like, for law-breaking reasons, not for that. Isn't it the same thing? <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't think it was impounded by the people that made the ship. Then who else is going to... I don't think the Imperial think, Order think, no, actually I think has... that, that, that port impounded it. That's why it was locked up. Regardless, we stole the Millennium Falcon. Um, or maybe it wasn't even impounded. Maybe it was like the thing where you go to a party and they put all your keys in a bowl so you don't dr drink and drive. <laughs> maybe they just lock up everyone's ships until the morning. So they... <laughs> But they didn't really lock him up because she just cuts a hole in it with yeah. her finger, which I'm or her no, chest, her torso. Her it was like her vague, like it was like her vague, like her penis robot welder. penis welder. Yeah, because they made it, they made peeing jokes about it. Like, like don't do it. I can't do it when you're looking. I can feel your eyes on me. They did do that. They did all that they? stuff. Which was and she stood in a weird like, position too. Which like jokes? Those jokes weren't really working. I don't think any of her jokes worked. Uh, that, for me, that one scene worked. <laughs> that scene, that one scene was funny. I don't think that was a joke. What? I think she like legitimately thought that. What? Like that Lando liked her. That's a joke. It's not. No, it's not a no. joke to her. That's what I'm saying. Like but it's all a the joke in the script. But that her character. Like most things that Drax say isn't a joke to him. No, but but that, they're jokes. But that's the thing is that her character exists. That is a character that just makes jokes. Yeah. But I don't think I don't, any, th I mean, I don't like, think any of the jokes that she makes are jokes to her. You don't think so? I don't think even the thing where like "Don't look at me" was a joke. That's not. I think that's just like personality quirks. Hello, Disney. Do you know what tone of voice is? Because you fucked it up. She has a tone of voice where she's saying a joke <laughs> every time. Yeah. She never does. She never Which sounds is exactly serious. the same tone that the monkey guy talks in. Like, uh -huh, ah, yeah. funny joke, joke, joke. Yeah. But, but like, also. The worst jokes, like the actual, like, like the other one, like the lady Leet, she kept making jokes that just weren't working. Yeah, the monkey guy are like, it's like when my my fucking Seventh Day Adventist like grandpa tries to joke, and it's just like, mm. huh? Mechanically, I can tell that was kind of a joke. <laughs> is basically my response in my head. It's like, ah, he's trying to do something like approaching a joke, like a child <laughs> talking about chickens crossing the road, like that kind of bullshit. I just imagine you look like, at it and you're just like holding a thing yeah. and you're like, 
Okay, well, structurally, I can see it is supposed to be a potato, but everything else says it is a like, shoe. Every, like, what yeah, happened? Like every, <laughs> every time the monkey guy talked, it was something that vaguely approached the structure of a joke. Yeah. And nothing about him was ever even vaguely entertaining. But it never like, achieved it was a, status. And it was, it was such, like, weird, out of touch, like, ha-ha, kids, joke, joke. And I'm like, what is happening? Man. Like, that was... That, that was like the the part where they both narrate their characters at each other at the beginning of the movie was rough, but that j- him trying to tell jokes at the campfire was like, oh, this script is in trouble. Yeah, that was the big moment where I'm like, oh no, I have to sit through this. And they died. I'm like, huh. <laughs> All right, he's dead. He just sucked because he wasn't important, as it turns out. It, the problem yeah. is we do have a, we have a, we have to split the movie between, between two separate casts the beginning and sec, uh, the beginning and ending halves the the first so half neither of, the of them are developed well and the and the problem is they're all dying they're all dying they're all dying yeah the only out of all these people that you split half the movie between the only survivor is Lando yeah and instead of dying he leaves he just and leaves. never comes back in the movie <laughs> this is when he fucks off they're at the desert and he just flies away which is treated as a joke. They, they tried. Yeah, wait, what the fuck? Why did he leave? Yeah, I don't know. Because it was set up like he was waiting for payment, but then he just left. I'm like, wait, where? Yeah, he was waiting for did payment. He just, did he just see the danger? And he was like, you know what? I give up. He, <laughs> he, which it would make sense if not for the fact that the Millennium Falcon was in such piss poor shape it when didn't it landed. Look flyable, but then he just flew away. I'm like, what? I don't feel like you could get mu- very far. You can't hide. Hyper- I felt like they just thought it'd be funny if he flew away right when they talked about reinforcements. Oh, it definitely and did. Didn't care about the context of whether or not Lando would fly away in that moment. Keith, I don't think there's much context that was had in this movie. I, I think know. context was kind of just a backseat. But anyway, so we go get Lando. We play a card game. Lando cheats. Apparently, Ba-da-bam. it was so surprising that Lando cheated to keep his. You mean Lando Falcon. does dishonest things in these movies? To Han at a table. <laughs> Lando would never, never screw over Han in any of these movies. They have way more of an antagonistic relationship in this movie than I was expecting, based on how they how they seem to like each other in the other one. By the way, well, yeah, because I think after Han actually outwitted him, I think they became friends. That's going to be the sequel. There get ready is for, not going to be a sequel. Get ready sequel. for two more movies of Danny Glover. This is America. <laughs> this is literally... I think this is probably the worst role Danny Glover's ever taken. Yeah. Lando was such a shitty, bare-bones character that had no purpose being here at all. None of his jokes were funny. Nothing he ever said mattered. You he like literally how because this to is Star nothing. Wars and we have to stick entirely in the ex- existing canon and never change anything and never make anything up and never be imaginative ever, that... Because Lando was the guy who wore a cape in that one movie, he has an entire closet of capes in this movie. Not only that, he has his cape from Cloud City in there because she puts it on. Yep. He just has like 50 capes. Yeah. Because we can't ever imagine new things. We just have to reverse engineer what we already know, and that has to be the basis of everything we ever see or hear or do. Ever. (laughs) What if the first time you meet Lando, he's just dressed in the same outfit from like, This is America? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, it'd be something different at least i don't know yeah uh, it, yeah it's really lando's just so bare bones though he just he shows up you get the he's, gist he's like doing an impression y- yeah it is he like sounds like he's doing an impression of the other actor yeah danny glover is just doing it's, an impersonation it's like uh robert no joseph gordon levitt doing uh bruce willis oh yeah Looper, where he's just he's 
playing the other actor and yeah. it's like it's a little weird because it's like it's really a restraining thing to do to a person in your movie that's why face off is such a great movie it's because you pick two people who are insane people <laughs> and you ask them to play each other john travolta and, and nicholas cage yeah but they play each other so well because they're both batshit insane and they're willing to do it with no like hesitation so it's fantastic but when you try to ask like hey could you play that one guy in one star wars movie yeah one hello what have we here his what is lando's personality as a person hi welcome to my city uh don't uh pay too much mind the fact that i'm totally on the imperial side okay thank you for uh, being betrayed all right bye now lando who the fuck are you uh don't worry about it okay okay bye forever lando like, he has a brief appearance. He somewhat. never, he never matters at all. It was just an excuse. Did Lando, well, the, Lando showed up in the next movie, right? Doesn't he show up piloting the Millennium Falcon in the next movie? I think he. I think he, I think in Return of the yes. Jedi he pilots the Millennium Falcon. He shows, he shows, up, shows up again. He shows up, the gives the Millennium battle. Falcon over, and then just. Yeah. Again, as opposed no to, character. He just shows just up and goes like, about him. okay, guys, Lando here. Here's a Millennium Falcon. Gonna go home <laughs> now. See you guys later. Bye, Lando. Who the fuck is this Lando guy? He shows up and doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we're doing the Kessel Run. Kessel they, run. they turn everyone into slaves, basically. No, like, they only turn Han and Chewie into slaves. And, and L3, right? No. How'd she get in there, then? She just I walked she got like in that. there. Oh. Oh, yeah, because they just, just fought everyone, more yeah. or less. Yeah, they they do the whole thing where like you pretend they're captives and you use that to infiltrate the place. We see and then you do a very very iconic scene in an elevator. Elevator scene. Mm-hmm. They fight in the elevator and then steal the clothes. Oh right, that yeah, happens was... in Star Wars. Surprisingly enough, and people always reference Wookiees ripping arms off. So the Wookiee rips arms off. Literally. Yes. Like I mean. Because literally rips them off clothes and this all. This franchise is exclusively fan service now, so I, we have to do exactly that. I was surprised. Um, mm-hmm. I would have thought the hand, you know, like the clothing would have f- fell off when he was holding the arms. You know, because they're not attached to the clothes <laughs> anymore. But no, he was pretty consistent. Like, he apparently ripped them off and then sewed the shirt on, so that way it wouldn't slip off of the arm. I don't remember what he looked like after He that was scene. holding the hands like this. No, I mean, I don't remember what the... Did Han wear the uniform? I don't remember. No, he was like, I can't wear that uniform because yeah. you ripped the guy's arms off. You which... think he could just wear that without the arms? Well, no. What is he supposed to look like? A biker? Yeah. Like, hey, guys, it's uh, yeah. me, regular guy that works here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's fine. So, what, are they, what are the other people like, what are you, hot man? And he's like, yeah, it's just really hot yeah. in these mines. Like, yes. A... <laughs> the Kessel mines, they, they, they looked hot in there. They were they wearing steamy and shit. They're wearing like insulated suits. So in there, we have a, there's a really strange thing that happens, which is that L three has been talking about having robot revolutions and wanting equal rights constantly. Like, she, which by the way, you can tell she's going to die soon, specifically because she's a character that reinforces what her character is every single scene. Yeah. Whenever a character is like, here is my character, here is my character, every time they're on camera, that means they're going to die in like ten minutes. And they just have to, like, make them memorable in the five minutes they're in the movie, basically. Yeah. Uh, after obsessing over free, uh, over rights and shit like that and equality, she's, like, condescending and rude to this, like, this robot she releases. She's like, eh, make a revolution or whatever. Get out of my way. She gets, like, really mad because he's, like, brainwashed because there's a device literally attached to him that prevents him from thinking. Yeah. And she's like, 
Why aren't you listening, you piece of shit? And she like frees him, frees him, and then gets like, "Hello, get the fuck out of the way!" And the robot's like, "What is even happening?" Yeah, like the robot just wakes up out of a coma, going like, like, "Why am I in this building?" Her dialogue after freeing him is baffling. Yeah, and especially since he later on, she'll be like, "Oh my god, it's a revolution! I'm in a revolution!" I'm like, "You didn't seem into it a moment ago. What the? Some? It's I can't." tell which movie's happening also she keeps oh my god what if that was the original movie she keeps like what if that was the original movies peeking through again where she was sarcastic like i don't know start a revolution and she's going on doing her job and that's that's the same character that's from the talk about lando and those are the only two scenes with that person of the character but then like ah she said revolution and the revolution happens let's make her whole character about revolution i'm ron howard <laughs> and then he adds all these annoying scenes where she's insufferable <laughs> because of that because she's going to be in a revolution and everything that ron howard seems to do in this setup seems to be all about like just people being resigned to their later fates. So yeah. these people, this person's going to die. So she's going to be weirdly fatalistic about dying and just accept her own death. This person's going to start a re- revolution. She's going to never shut up about revolutions. And like, it's like whatever happens to them later is going to be constantly reinforced by what happened by, by their behavior before that point. I'm more like Im- needlessly. I'm more impressed that she kept saying she wants like equal rights, but who the fuck is she shouting this to? There's no governing body over space. Like you're, you can, ju- you, you literally are piloting a spaceship for a guy who would just let you walk around freely if you, you have rights. Yep. The only people who treat you badly are shitty people, which happens to humans. Which I think you and Han are, I think you and Lando are fucking. So I, no, they're not. I, I can't tell. They're, they're not fucking. What he's doing is he's probably giving her like he's basically greasing her up. That's what she, that's what she's referring to is like oh my joints are all fucked up you have to do that thing again which probably <laughs> insinuates that Lando has to like put some kind of device into her that greases it up you have to do that and thing and again. she takes it in a sexual context and he's like I'm you're just a machine <laughs> and then she probably has some like weird bitterness about it where it's like robots have equal rights too it's like no one's no one's oppressing you you fucking lunatic you're in space fly to somewhere that doesn't have humans yeah she doesn't have a restraining bolt. She has nothing. She's a fucking nuisance. She's just she complaining to, to complain. A, she seems to just be autonomous. I. She is autonomous. It's a little weird. She she is she is putting the restraints on herself. Anyway, the revolution happens. Revolution happens. Uh, Chewie then encounters Wookies at random. Happenstance. Just they're just awesome Wookies at in random in the middle of our mission. And it's and as we talked about before, this would be a good time to introduce Chewie mm-hmm. is being being among the Wookies and maybe. Maybe Solo frees them and they fight together and maybe there's like a maybe like a life debt. It would be make more sense. Like a life that's a thing with Wookiees, right? I don't know. Is that a thing I, in the Star I'm Wars universe? So? I think I've heard of life debts before. Everyone's got life debts. Like what man. if Han, what if Han just earned a life debt in the freeing process? I would and that's say Chewie is here as no, opposed to like being in a random hole. Don't even do that. It makes more sense if you say like we go to the mines. He sneaks in, has to go to the vault, and then Woody Harrelson goes like, "Oh, by the uh, like," he says like, "Oh, I see some like uh like what's going on? I see some Wookies fighting these guys. Like is is like uh, are you trying to like you know because there's like the chaos going on from the revolution. Chaos revolution's going on. Chaos going. On. You see some Wookies fighting. He's like." Oh, fuck, it's getting kind of dangerous. It's like these Wookiees fighting, I can't get through. And Woody Harrelson goes like, oh, help the Wookiees. You're going to need them because the stuff you're going to grab is going to be super heavy. And Wookiees can lift it because they can. They can lift it like no problem. Yep. And so he helps 
Chewbacca happens to be part of that. They all do the stuff. And when the other Wookiees leave, Chewbacca's like, nah, I'm going to stay with this guy. He's got a cool thing going. He does. Even this. that's weird, though, because what, what bugged me here is that Chewbacca has already been established as having been in the prequels. Because he's in the wars on, is it Kashyyyk? Is that his planet? Is that no. the Wookiee planet? Kashyyyk? What's Kashyyyk? Is that even the right universe? <laughs> no. What's Kashyyyk from? Kashyyyk is, uh... Oh what's what's uh, the Wookiee planet? Um, the Wookiee planet is... Something else. Just type Wookiee planet. I don't think it's just Kashyyyk. Type it right now. It might just be Kashyyyk and you're, lo- and you're looking silly right no. now. Kashyyyk is something else. Just type Wookiee planet. Yeah. This is the easiest thing to learn in everything. It's Kashyyyk, you fuck! It's three Y's in it. Why is there three Y's in it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you typing? Why are you typing Kissy? What are you typing? Wait. It's right there on the screen in no, bold shut text. Shut the fuck up, are I know. Insane? Are, you, are you trying to find out what else you're thinking of? something else, too. Oh. Well, it's probably from Star Wars first. Fucking nailed it, everybody. Everyone look at me. Did a good job. There's I was right. There's something else Kashyyyk. I was right about a thing. I remember Kashyyyk being another thing, too. There's like some other universe. It's the sound of a gun reloading. <laughs> which Chewbacca doesn't use, which it's is the, stupid. It's the, it's the sound. It's uh, but, It's like it's when Zelda introduces herself but yes, has a cold. <laughs> but remember that the reason that Chewbacca was imprisoned no, but, is because but I, the, I didn't finish my thought, though. Like, the Imperials showed up to his planet and then... No, like I was, was going to go somewhere with that. Yeah. Which is that my issue with your idea and also what the movie does is that it's set up that... He's, like, loyal to his people and fights alongside his tribesmen and stuff like that. Like, he cares about the Wookiees. It's supposed to be what... This seems to be what's set up by the prequel. Yeah. And it's reinforced in this movie with the way that he has, like, the head-to-head contact and everything and, like, seems to clearly care about these Wookiees. It's why he splits from the plan. It's why he deviates. It's why... And then when it's like a heartfelt, like, oh, no, I gotta, I've got to go now moment when he leaves for the Millennium Falcon. When he, and, he, and he has that reaction with one of the other Wookiees. The female this, Wookiee? This whole time, I'm like... Why isn't he going with them? Why, 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 why the Chewbacca fuck going? does he care about the Millennium Falcon or any of the people on it? Like, none of these people... He met these people, like, yesterday. No, he's trying to find his family. But, like, those are the Wookiees. Those aren't his family. Go with those Wookiees. No, they're not going to know. They've been slaves for... But he cares knows. about the Wookiees. But he doesn't care about the Wookiees. He cares about his family. That might be it. Yeah, it might be that the sheer amount of money that he's going to get is going gonna, is gonna to solve his problems. Yeah. it's just it's It just feels weird to have Chewie, like, not... I mean, Chewie go runs. The, the, the go with the Wookiees that he should care about where they go and ha- and how what happens to them. It feels strange. It's in more weird to me that female che- like uh, female Wookiees are basically just Sasquatches. They look strange. They look just like monkeys. They Whereas look Chewbacca really, have we looks seen one before. Yeah, they were in the movie. No, I mean, have we seen before the before? Yes, Christmas like, special. Oh no! And you know what they look like? Are they making the Christmas specials decisions canon? No, because the Christmas special didn't make them look like that. They made them look like regular Wookies. Oh, okay. The, the Christmas special put somehow managed to make female Wookies look like Wookies. They kept you, it somehow. Why do you mean somehow? It because, seems really straightforward. You because somehow wear the, the suit. <laughs> no, I'm saying somehow the one Star Wars thing that is the worst thing ever made at the time managed to be consistent about the Wookiee thing. There but, was a bit of a huh. What happened? Like uh, it reminded me a little bit of when uh when you see the Worgen in World of Warcraft. Oh There's yeah, the male Worgen and the female. Ah, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like why is it Chihuahua? <laughs> what happened to the female Worgen? <laughs> 
what is this design? <laughs> I'm yeah. confused. There's always a weird thing about like how to like females have to be different than the males. Like, what? Ha- have you never seen a human? Like we look the fucking same. <laughs> like, it's relatively similar. Like I don't understand why a female Wookiee has to have less hair. Does a Wookiee care? I had a little bit of a moment with that on my Pismo trip, which, by the way, I'm a little late to mention this, but the way we didn't have a podcast last week because I was on a trip. I just said that literally immediately, <laughs> not two and a half hours in or whatever. Uh, when I was there, I went to like this emo and ost- emo, this emu and ostrich like oh, yeah. re- re- uh, reserve. Emus place are great, by the way. Whatever. Really feisty. They had, they had emo books. E- I mean, emu books. Yeah, emu emu books. is way harder to say than emo. Yeah, because <laughs> it's emo is like the way that you normally articulate. You can words. thank Australia and for e- that. In emu, you're like, <laughs> Australians can't speak. <laughs> but they had a. I had one. There was like it was like whatever the emo, the emu. It was like a like a. Male. There was a book on emus. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's emu books, and one of them was like Dude Bro the Emu. And I don't remember his name was. And it was just a picture of an emu. Yeah. And then Lady Emu had like ballet slippers and a and a and a. And a uh, the ballet tutu? skirt tutu and it, it had ballet yeah it had ballet slippers and a tutu i'm like the fuck <laughs> i'm really confused by people needing to like need delineate... to cover it in lace and pink to tell that it's the girl yeah i i don't it's, the, it's like the miss pac-man thing it's got eyeliner it's got like eyeliner and a mole and a bow because it's girl pac-man if it's not girl. a human you surprisingly don't have to do that actually because see as humans I don't give a fuck if it's but a girl or a boy. this is the same movie where the female robot has, like, a thigh gap. She does have a thigh gap, which is <laughs> odd. I, d- I hate the design of Lee. She looks awful. Because she's girlbot, the I, girl. I would prefer her Remember to... when there was a girl C-3PO and she was just silver? That was... Yes! It was the prequels yeah. because George We're... Lucas isn't a fucking insane person. Uh, I was like, I was like, where was that? Was that Cloud City? Oh my god! I just gave a positive point to Phantom Menace. I just realized where those from. Yes, <laughs> Phantom Menace. The female C three PO was just it's just a female voice coming from C three PO, which is not a gendered <laughs> robot. Really, it's just a shape. It's a shell that you it's put a skeleton parts basically. into. They took a human skeleton shape and put plates on it, and that's the whole design. You know what? You know what? You know why thigh gaps exist, Keith? Because people are really insecure about their weight, and they starve themselves until their legs don't touch each other anymore. Because humans have different bodies, and those different bodies are important for breeding. Robots don't breed. Why do they need boobies? She doesn't have boobies. She has hips. She have, yeah, she has hips, and, which is and basically the same thing. I mean, it's not quite the same It's to thing. delineate, this is a girl robot, that's not a boy <laughs> that's robot. That's what happened. It's just it's clearly a gendered robot. So what's the point? Because they can't procreate. Is this, fir- is this the first time we've seen a female robot that's like, that's the design? It's designed female? No, I think there's another one. I can't one. think of another one. I think there's one in... There's a bunch of just weird robots everywhere, but they're just robots. I think there's one in... Some of them are vacuum seven? cleaners and shit. I think there's one in Seven? In Seven? Yeah. I think Seven has a female robot. It's either seven or eight, and I think it's on the ship with the rebels. I think it's at the rebel base. I think there's a robot there. I can't think of it. I know C-3PO's there. I think there's another robot there. If it's not there, it might be at the bar scene. It might have been in the, cata- uh, the bar scene in seven. With butt eyes? With butt eyes. I think she had, <laughs> I think she had a female What a design. Um, but in any case, 
there have been i i remember seeing another female robot that would like look like a female robot and it was weird it's just um, yeah it's weird because i'm like you they didn't have genders until you did that yeah <laughs> you made them have genders which is ironic given this is one that's claiming it's a social justice warrior or something so it's like the whole ensemble is just coming together as a mess of problems that you should have never opened like it it's almost like a pandora's box of a well, robot there's a whole question of like she's like is she self-othering or like they genuinely have personalities full of traits they can't change and they identify as certain things or are they just constructs because like all throughout the whole series you still can't really tell if c-3po is actually a person or not or if it's just like a weird collection of automated responses more or less i and, would and in almost say... every scene nobody treats c-3po as a person in like any movie no it's just he's just kind of in the way and they kind of brush him aside or they pick him because up or whatever droids don't have sentience the most helpful thing that anyone ever does to c-3po is one was when chewbacca collects all of his parts to take him along other than that he's just in the way as shown by the fact that everyone else in that scene doesn't even notice he goes missing yeah <laughs> well here's the thing is that robots in the star wars universe which i'm going to assume everyone will tell me i'm wrong but i'm not because you're all fucking lunatics robots in star wars universe don't have sentience they are pre-programmed for there, your pleasure. There is not a lot of reason given to think that they have sentience. No. You even can argue... R, even R2... And, yes. Which is that's like the likeable. only argument is people go like, r two sentient. No, he's not. He has a fucking list of commands and he follows them. Yeah, he's following like, commands on behalf of somebody. He has never... R2 has never once done anything of his own volition. Mm-hmm. Never once. That's why he's like... That's why he's so stubborn in A New Hope. Yeah. About like ignoring C-3PO and being difficult all the time and stubborn is like he's just... He's doing his mission. He will do the mission that yes. Leia gave him, period. Yes. And C-3PO is just kind of there because he's a he's not meant for any of the shit that's happening. No, he's just so a So he's just he's bumbling around and be like, I don't know how to interface with this situation. <laughs> it's like he's like a chat bot that's just wandering around on yeah, the planet. because that's what it is. C-3PO <laughs> is... Remember? C-3PO, C-3PO is basically... A, yeah, he's basically a chat bot. He introduces himself as a translator. Yeah. That's his entire purpose. My, my name is C-3PO Human Cyborg Relations. And he says that every time. Every time. To everyone. Because he is not autonomous. Even the non-humans he's talking to, which yes. is weird, because, like, humans are actually kind of rare. <laughs> he keeps, like, so many people aren't even humans, and he keeps saying human a lot. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, but he says it's a robot, so it makes even less sense, because the robot's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, he's yeah. also not a cyborg. No, he's not. So both words are wrong. Yeah. Well, George Lucas also doesn't know what sci-fi words He mean, doesn't so know what his fine. parsec is, which we'll, we'll get to in a moment. But, uh, so, so we got super off track. So we no, did the mission. So the escape is happening. The They're escaping to the ship. Yeah. And thermal detonator shows up. It's like, ah, it's kind of like a setup, I guess, from earlier, whatever. Uh, L3 gets shot. Lando loses his shit. Like his lover has been killed. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> he gets really motivated to get that robot back. For yeah. No reason. I've heard people claim that the real reason is because. The only way to succeed in this plan is via the navigator. Yes. She's got the navigation thing she does. in it. But he's emotional. He's way too emotional he's not for like, just like a he, map. He's not like, oh shit, there's a rock in front of the thing we have to drive. Yeah. Like, he's like, the, no. He's like involved and bothered. And yeah, he, he's I like, think he's weeping he, over her yeah, body he's like later. screaming. So that, that explanation doesn't work. And then, yeah, he gets onto the ship and he's holding her. And it's like, it's going to be okay. We'll fix you. And I'm like, it's a fucking machine. Like, if you care about her this much... It's really fucked up how you joke to her face about wiping her memory and personality. Uh, not really. Like, it's if, kind of the same thing. If it, the um, if the feelings are true, then the talking about destroying her stuff's pretty fucked up. The feelings aren't true. It sounds like they are. They can't be because you can't love something that's not like that's not People aware. People love Navi and they've never even touched them. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Navi are self-aware creatures. They're People, not pre-programmed. No, I mean humans in real life love No, Navi I know. And I'm saying at least because they're lunatics. At least at least humans in real life are loving a creature that is sentient. Robots aren't sentient in the Star Wars universe. So you, you, Lando loving it makes you no still sense. You love something if you think it is. You can no. It's just wrong. Yeah, you're it's wrong. Not working, but it's, they, it's, it's false it's emo- love. It's emotions. So it's not real emotions. I won't tolerate it, and I won't. Accept well, you can't it. make the claim that people have to have reciprocated love in order to in order to love something. Well, no, that's what unrequited love is. Yeah, but the difference is this is apparently Lando had that for his ship. You, you, <laughs> but you can't you can't love a robot that doesn't. But here's something that's fucked up. So if case. we if we assume that. L3 is sentient, mm-hmm. and we accept that all of the, her plight is real. Yeah, whatever. Then how fucked up is it that, she's that they download her? Stuck in the they pl- download yeah. her to be a per, the permanent servant in this fucking ship. Well, remember they didn't. I don't think they permanently. I don't think they uploaded her personality. I think they literally just stole the navigation part of they, her. They just put. They, they they they're talking about like uploading her brain, and it's not super clear. Yeah, but like. I think the movie plays it like it's supposed to be like, oh, isn't that nice? She lives on in the ship. Is like the, That seems to be like the tone they're going How? for. But if that's the case, that's horrible because that's, that's not what she wants. She yeah. does not want to be a permanent Millennium Falcon I, slave. Ironically, that's like the opposite of what she was when she was screaming for rights. Yeah. Now she is stuck in a ship forever, unable to leave, and just, no one listens yeah, to her. Just, <laughs> like, she's doing other people's biddings forever. She has no mouth and she must scream. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how does she even communicate? Uh, like, have she you, cannot... you listened to that yet? No. I, I sent you the audio log. Yeah. The audio book thing. That is a trip. In any case. <laughs> and it so... has a similar ending as it turns out. <laughs> so we do the, we get the shit. We start doing the Kessel Run. The Kessel Run. Which is literally which now, not a now run. It's, now it's the writer's job to figure out explanation for that, for that phrase that George Lucas wrote that never made sense. And I bet you it was, this was way overthought compared to what George Lucas yes. said. Because there was like a Star Destroyer and some well, We had to like, re- rewind asteroids. a little bit, which is that they, on the, they, they did the run on the way in, so you knew the route that they take to get to Kessel, which involves a giant storm yeah. that has some kind of curated path through it that's safe with a bunch of like buoys and stuff like that that shows the, the safe way through. Who put those up, by the so way? Because, man, that must have been a thankless job. I would guess, like, some kind of in-depth scanning they were doing to try to chart a safe path. Then they flew through that path and put buoys through it, would be okay. my guess. And then now everyone can fly through it. Uh, and I'm surprised the electric storms and the living creatures that live within it don't bother those lights. Yeah, that's a surprise. Because, yeah, what happens is they're going, they, they're doing the Kessel Run and they're going also, back through it. Also, space isn't consistent, so wouldn't it float it, away? It, this old, oldest thing they're doing is, well, Jesus, we're going to go, we're going to lose our minds here. If we try I'm to just go, saying, Star Wars, you're, you're pulling a little bit yeah, too much out of your I, ass I right now. I don't know how they work. Maybe they self-correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... So it was established. Robot rights, Keith. So you the, can't let those the, robots. This Kessel Run is their third attempt at stealing the same type of energy source again. Again. And it's established that when this ah. energy source is not, like, conditioned correctly, yeah. it goes unstable well, over this time one, remember, and will explode. It's raw. Oh, yeah. because It's they're, not they're refined. Specifically getting, they're spe- specifically in the raw version. Because this is a metaphor for oil. The, so they're getting, so the they're, whole getting, point. they're getting the raw stuff, and if they don't make the Kessel Run fast enough, it'll explode. For some reason, yeah. Because it goes, it destabilizes over time when it's not in sure. the proper stasis. That's or how whatever. elements work when you harvest them. <laughs> like you have to think that that's there's the a premise, there, more or there's less. a planet that's made of this, and it's like yeah. saying if you took lava out of Earth, it would just explode. Maybe that planet's really cold. Even if it was really cold, it wouldn't explode. 
There's no reason why it would explode. It would just wouldn't it just fizzle out or burn out or I die don't out? No, we don't. We don't get an in-depth explanation of how this element. Oh, works, but, but thank God we know where Solo came from. <laughs> exactly. But the uh, God, I swear. what happens? They have to make the Kessel run back. They have to make the back the run back now. They yep. already knew about this. They knew they had to do it fast. But complications have happened. One, L three is destroyed, mm-hmm. so they don't have a navigator. Two, at the moment they go into the tunnel, there's a Star Destroyer there, which starts sending TIE Fighters at them, so they can't take the route back at all. So that leads to Solo taking... He, he is now flying. He just flies into the storm and nearly gets obliterated constantly because it's a nightmare storm of impossible to even fly through crazy shit. And eventually, straight-up Lovecraft monsters... Well, that's the same like, thing that was in the asteroid from the once what Star Wars movie, whatever... Empire? Yeah. Boy, does it look different. <laughs> it's a it's a straight up like Lovecraftian horror that consumes all of space. Yeah. And it's just it's just a void monster. It's the same thing. It's awful. And uh over time they're downloading L3's brain, so eventually they'll be, they'll be able to navigate back out. Uh and they do the thing where they, they go near a black hole or a gravity well enough to like track trick the thing into falling into it and then they escape. And they, they they survived the Kessel Run. And so the explanation turns out to be that the reason why he brags about doing that Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, which is a measurement of distance and not speed, is, the, is that he, or time, is that they literally just took a shortcut through the, the, through the Kessel thing. Yeah. And so that's how they get, they, they make up for lost time by literally just flying straight towards their goal instead of taking the path. And uh, they do that via, in some ways, kind of magic. And it's weird because the whole expl- it seems like the whole reason that he's bragging about a ship to Luke is that it's so fast. Yes. And like coming up with the explanation that oh he wants to take a shortcut because it's about parsecs being uh, being a distance. While that makes the word use the word use of parsec in that quote in a vacuum, ignoring the rest of the scene, makes sense. Yeah. It makes the entire conversation make no sense. Well, yeah, because so he's saying, like, I... explanations for stuff that just that contradict it. Yeah. Because nothing about that says that your ship's fast. No. Which is what he's bragging about to Luke. But he just took a shortcut. Yep. Which is impressive for other reasons, but contradicts the conversation that er- and the meaning everyone takes from that conversation. Sorry, we weren't paying attention. We just knew that he said that thing, and we're going to use it. It's weird because it's, it's simultaneously the stuff is made by people that seem to be obsessively reconstructing... And reverse engineering explanations for really nerdy, boring minutia that shouldn't be explained anyway. Yeah. But also, they don't seem to know what they're talking about. No, they constantly. don't. Constantly. It's like a team of people screaming at each other, and one of them doesn't know anything about Star Wars, and one of them knows way too much about Star Wars, and they're both wrong. <laughs> so, like, fans of Star Wars. Yeah. So it's made by the fans. So they made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. And no. Just in, and just in case no. you didn't understand the reference... They didn't make the run in 12 parsecs. Remember, he had to round it out. He rounded, yeah, he rounded down. But yeah, just in case, just in case you didn't get the Wait, reference. How do you round down to twelve? Just in case you round down to ten. No, he's rounding down from twelve point something. Is the idea? That's what. That's the. Com- that's the. That's the conversation you only hear half of because Chewie's the other half, <laughs> and he's oh. just making sounds. Uh, but that's what they're saying ultimately. It was his twelve point something is what he was rounding down from. Okay, you can round decimals. Well, I know that. That does, like, well, are you rounding in yeah, the you sense don't of... Yeah, ra- you don't round intervals of 10 randomly, Well, I meant you can round from uh, 5. Yeah. Sure. 
Oh, some people do the but, like. But if that's, it's yeah, but that's not below this. five. That's, that's, just, that's just not what that was though. I don't know. But, I don't uh, know what Star Wars does. But like, just in case you didn't get the fucking reference in this thing, that's all. That's all about references and shit. He fucking self quotes. Yeah, he quotes himself from the future and says what he says to Luke later in the scene to some guy who doesn't care, and it's like. God damn it. Like, at one point, it's like, it's, it's a little funny that he does the thing that he, he, it's the quote that he plays as being like a fucking, like, status grab in the, in, uh, a, a New Hope. And the idea that, of him saying it to someone who just doesn't give a fuck is on some level funny. But just, it's, it's just the 100th time this place, this damn movie has been like either a reverse engineered explanation, explanation of something or a direct reference to something. And I'm like, just fucking tell a story, man. Just calm down. Yeah. So then we get, we crash, basically crash land onto a shit planet. Yep, so uh, that we can refine the ore. So we can refine the and ore. And here's where the bad thing happens, which is the pirates show up. Oh, I thought you were talking about the native people were there. Uh, just, those native people were ugly. They, Jesus. So, uh, that's needless. That's just, don't, don't punch down, that's mean, they don't have tongues. Don't be mean to the tongueless people. I mean, they can't fight back. But um, turns out the place that they refine that they go to refine this ore is the exact place. It's like the where the, the pirates levels? are from, apparently, because yeah. they're also okay. here. And they talk about like the plight of the people, which turns out to be the people around them. So I guess they're from here. Yeah, which is another like the five hundred the weird convenience of these story structures. But also, then they were ste- weren't they stealing refined stuff in the other scene? Yes, but they work at the refinery place. So that's a little weird in but the its own imp- way. But the, remember, the Imperials don't bring that to that planet. You just would almost think that they would steal unrefined stuff so they could refine it and make value for but themselves. But the only people who have the uh, have the unrefined are the Imperials. It's a it's it's a we- it's just a it's just a weird plot point to find out that the people that were stealing the refined stuff are from the refinery. Oh no no no! no. It's very convenient. It's, it's just strange. It's just thrown out there as a like uh uh. And then we pirates have... are here. There's going to be some kind of problem where you yeah. can't get the stuff to the guy. Guk guk guk. And it's like why the so fuck? we get the scene where and it's like what's the reveal? Oh my god! And it's yeah. not a reveal. No. And then Lando flies away, and leaves the movie. No, he comes back later. He, he comes back in like the epilogue scene. Yeah, he, he's, he's he's out of the movie movie. So now we're back to just being Kira, Woody, and and Han. But also the rebels are like, you should give it to us so we can rebel against them, I guess. And so Kira, Woody, and Han go to give the stuff to Villain Man, and fifty different double crosses happen, which is my favorite part of the movie because it's a movie. It's like a scene from a real movie instead of whatever this movie was. And there's interesting stuff going on. It's all character motivated and things are going on. I'm like, yeah, this is great. And it, uh, it culminates in, yeah, bad guy dies. Han goes after Woody because Woody took the, took Chewie and the the refined whatever word. Yeah. Uh, Bro, it's just fuel. You refined have, fuel. Yeah, whatever. I just don't remember the word was. Oh, it's a space, it's a starship fuel. No, I mean the the actual what the stuff was called. It was like an element or something. Oh, was it? I thought they just called it Starship. No, it uh, was we weren't they were not calling I thought, it, they, it were not, like, they were not just calling it refined and unrefined Starship fuel the entire time. I thought movie. they were calling it Star Cruiser. No, something. it was like some un, unobtainium stuff. They just had a thing for it. Sure. Uh and like that's I liked I liked Han shooting first at Woody and that scene and everything. Seems like a dick move for Woody to still try to, to still shoot Han at that point though, as opposed yeah. to be like, hey buddy, let's just 
Go back. Why to can't we be friends after the fact that you killed yeah. that guy? That is the only reason I can't be friends with you. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. At that point in the movie, I don't understand why Woody's an antagonist. Because you have to kill your fo- you have to kill your father. Get it? Star Wars is all about killing. They your do father. have daddy issues in every movie. Yeah. Consistently. Oh my god, he killed his dad. Like how he gets killed as a dad later. Oh my god, it's it's like it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a plot of God of War too. Uh, yeah, I don't really. I kind of like I I I liked him shooting, like if 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 Woody was going to betray him, then that works. Yeah. But I just found it strange that Woody was even still betraying him. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like considering Chewbacca basically walked away with the stuff, they, where it was like it's over. You lost they, they, the fuel. Well, you like, got they, nothing. They just straight up had the scene earlier where like Woody's like, "Sorry, kid, I had to betray you," and Han's like. I have an out for you, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, do you? And then he takes all the shit and starts walking off. It's like, at that point, it's like, why aren't they just friends now? Like, why can't they just... Because the trust has already been broken, Keith. You can't rebuild it. Not between smugglers. That's fine. The first time they met, Woody put him in a death hole. (laughs) I was used to this at this point. Yeah, that's true. And it was like, but no, Woody didn't take that chance to be like, hey, let's just be smugglers together. Or retire because I got all this money. Instead, he's like, "I'm gonna fuck this up by trying to shoot you for because reasons because because I only have a one movie contract." And then we get a scene of of, of Kira. Of Kira. By the way, I knew it. I don't know. I'm. No, I don't know why. Like it might have been because of that guy's face. Maybe that guy's face was planting the seed in my brain. Okay. But she was going up to the hologram, and I'm like, oh, "It's gonna be a hologram," which is always Sith. Yeah. It's always Sith every time, and Sidious would be weird. One time it was that guy who was like, trade agreements or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, almost always in these movies, when you do a, a hologram thing, it's like... Oh, yeah, it's always... Someone's always always, always going to talk to, like, a Sith guy. It's always a Sith Lord. And I'm like, well, it's not... It, it probably isn't Sidious. That'd be kind of weird and really specific, because this is kind of outside of the Empire-Republic conflict a little bit. It couldn't be Sidious. And there's almost no other characters established around right now. And in the back of my head, I'm like... It'd be really funny if it was Darth Maul. And then it was Darth Maul with robot legs. The ver- the one I keep hearing about from yeah. all the fucking extended shit that I've never seen in the Clone Wars show. Yeah. It's like, it's straight up Darth Maul with robot legs. is just in the movie yeah. with robot legs. And he's played by the same actor that played him the first time around, which was the guy that was from the last season of Heroes. Yep. And he played the guy that moved really fast with knives. Uh, and I'm like, the fuck? It's just, it's just Darth, it's just Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, I, all right. And then they did something stupid. He's kind of like rapey too. He's like, then they're going to be working then, real close together. And I was like, it's whoa, not, Maul. It's not, it's not quite the tone he had. He, no, just, but, he, he just had the, just the voice. But Yeah, but he but, still sat like he made it. And it, he's like, I don't know. But they creepy. had a scene that worked for me. And I'm like, that's kind of fun. Darth Maul. I, I'm okay with salvaging Darth Maul from Phantom Menace. And work, what? I'm like, I'm no. fine. Fuck you. We're done with Maul. Maul's over. He the, got sliced in half and I'm done. Throw well, him in the pit. The, the problem is that it's supposedly already canon that he's alive. So that's like, and like you know, I don't fuck it. give a shit. Like, Doesn't mean it. he has to show up. For me, it was always like Darth Maul was... Was like make new Sith. I will absolutely admit that this is nostalgia and shit like that from being nine when I was exposed to this yeah. character. But... I've always liked the design of Darth Maul, partly because I was nine, and despite the fact that over time I, you can grow to realize the movie is garbage, the idea so is Maul. Realizing that iconography is garbage is a lot harder. So iconography you're fond of tends to stay being iconography you're fond yeah. of. So when I see Maul, I'm like, hey, all right, but then he ruined it because he's like, 
I pull out my lightsaber and wave it around the hologram. I have a double-sided lightsaber. Remember who I am? I'm the double-sided lightsaber guy. Here's the double-sided lightsaber. Bye-bye. Uh, like, what are you doing? But the lightsaber was red. <laughs> Why was it red in the hologram? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Holograms that have been blue in every movie. But everything else was blue, and Darth Maul's face is red. So if the hologram can display red was colors, his face red? No, I'm saying in I don't the, remember what his hologram looked like in the movie necessarily. No, in the movie, his hologram had a it blue face. It was just really dumb. They pulled saying, out a lightsaber for no reason to but, like intimidate yeah. someone from a thousand light years away. Like, Ooh, I have a lightsaber. But, remember this? But the point I'm saying is like Darth Maul's face in the you know canonically, he has a red face. Yeah. So the projector can show that color, right? Because it shows the lightsaber, but it doesn't show his face. So it has some software built in that says, like, all people must be blue. All it's objects like a, must be their this color. This is where we talked to the Doros, the Explorer stuff I was talking about before, where they just have to make it as dumb as possible. Like, I will call you Chewy, which is a nickname. Nicknames work this way. This kind of dumb dialogue is that, like, they can't just show Darth Maul and leave it at that. Yeah. Which, weirdly enough, they were they were willing to show us robot legs and not explain them. I'm genuinely but, surprised they brought Darth Maul back, because I thought touching well, the prequels was a... Oh, no, yeah. no. But then they showed... the. But not only does he... To reinforce who he was, he not only does he bring out the lightsaber, but then they specifically have to make the red, lightsaber red. Yeah. Despite... Even though it seems to break how the, the things work. It's like several additional layers are like, no, it's not obvious enough yet. No, it's not obvious. They keep adding more until it's super obvious. Like, you already showed Darth Maul. Everyone remembers him. Yeah. Like, he's not he's not a character, but everyone remembers that toy. Yeah, I remember that guy. He's yeah. a toy. He had the double lightsaber. Like, and I don't even mean, like, physically the toys. I mean, in the movie, he's basically a toy. Like, that's how you remember him as, as just, like, a character. What it's like did... anime. What or a lot forgot? of JRPGs that have really shallow characters, and they're just a design. Yeah. Like, that's what Darth Maul is. He's yes. that kind of character. He's set piece. He's lightning. Yeah. Darth Maul is lightning. You instantly recognize it, and that's its only positive quality. <laughs> yeah, it's, it only exists to be recognizable. <laughs> and then we set up Kira as being some kind of antagonist, which I liked that I liked that she betrayed him. I, I, I would have liked it more if it wasn't so fucking obvious. Yes. Like, it would have been nice if maybe you treated you me go like get a them. human. I'll, I have to catch up after I get something valuable. Those three things on that counter there. And then, then I he, can't just grab them right now and come with you. Yeah. And then he turns around and she's like, I'm right behind you. I was like, said yeah. literally no good person ever. Also, <laughs> like, why... Why does she need to betray him exactly? I thought she would just leave now that her, I don't know, oppressor is gone. But, like, even if she wants to join that stuff, like... Join why? It's not... Do you why? see what happens? You get killed by smugglers. I don't like, really want to join this group. If she's like, I'm in the underworld now, and I'm going to rise to the top like I am Walter White and shit, uh, why doesn't she bring Han? Han's a criminal. Because Han's too charismatic. And he's too Han, like, unpredictable. There's like no reason in the story why she wouldn't just take Han with her. Because he's not. If she he wants that. Because she wants to control him and he can't be controlled. But she manipulates him throughout the movie really easily. Yeah. So he's really controllable. Yeah. In fact, he pretty much does what other people tell him to do in every movie. Yeah. Despite being some sort of roguish individual that's super independent. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Storytelling. See you guys next Star Wars. We'll see I, you guys next week, but... We'll I would have loved it if Darth Maul forgot he had 
a two-sided lightsaber. And he cuts his leg back off. And he cuts his leg back off. Ah, Those are expensive. Oh, no, not my leg again. I'll talk to you later, lady. And he just, like, cuts Uh, off the communication. The original version of this movie had to be so much better. It just had to be, because this was nothing. It just had to this be. This movie was just nothing. I think the I think the first movie was somehow worse, <sighs> and then they had to redo it, and it was even That's so hard to worse. accept. I, I'm willing to accept that it was worse, based on every element of it's, this one. It's worrying that it's worrying to me that every single... Wasn't this guy who was playing whatever, Han Solo in it, the previous one? It's, it's, it's worrying to me that... Oh, no, all the cast is the same. It's just the director changed. Oh, well then, yeah, the whole first movie was a shit show. Then. <laughs> like, yeah, like, not, I mean. It, for me, it bothers me that whenever any kind of, like, pretty much any time a particular, like, individualistic uh, and noteworthy director joins a Disney project, they almost always leave before it's done. Yes. That's, like, the only exception is James Gunn. And you wonder because, why and that's that because is. because Guardians are like, it's all the way fucking over there, do whatever you want. It seems to be how those movies work. Which didn't turn out too well when Guardians became the most popular one. <laughs> oh, boy. It's it's almost like you should learn from that lesson and uh, keep fucking Lord and Miller <laughs> and not fuck this up. Or we just don't make those movies and force people to like the ones that we make. That's just, a better really idea, Keith. That, We're going with that one. It's just worrying that all the most interesting directors that get on these projects... It just Leave. doesn't. It always doesn't work out. And yeah, I'm like, because Disney what is the, a what terrible. are you guys doing? Are you just wringing out old creativity? So yeah. Until the, like, yeah, how are you asking that when you know that nothing, Disney has a checklist they go through? They there have like is a fucking... nothing more self-parody than replacing your director with this guy. Yeah. I mean, I guess they started with J.J. Abrams, so they already did this. J- like, Look. Disney has been coming back. Disney has been treating Star Wars like a Uh, fucking joke since they got it. Someone did stuff in the middle movie that was too interesting, so they just brought back J.J. Abrams for the next one. Yeah, because you want to know why? Because Ryan Johnson did too many interesting things. Yeah, because eight eight was a decisive movie. People were like divisive over it. Decisive, yeah, divisive (laughs) over it. And you can't have that. Disney cannot have people upset with their movies. It's either love or love too much. The worst enemy of the Star Wars universe is its own fans. No, the way they react to these movies actively makes them worse. Actually, that's not true. And I don't even mean like the Undertale way, because like we're, or like that, where it's like a movie, a thing exists in its own context and it exists fully, and then people after experiencing it are toxic and irritating about it. Yeah, this thing is live and continually happening, and the way people react to each movie makes the next ones worse over and over again. You know how you like can solve that? It's going to keep happening. You can just not make more movies, and <laughs> you know then it would be okay. They got to pay off the billion dollars the purchase. Oh made. yeah, because Disney doesn't own ninety. Per- they don't own every movie in the movie theater currently going on. I mean, like, for fuck's sake, you can't... How do you even, like, argue that Disney hasn't made its money... Or that Disney hasn't made its money back with Star Wars? I think the first Star Wars they I think, released... I think the worst enemy of Star Wars right now, besides the what I said already, I guess, is just the fact that, like... Disney is a corporate machine that pumps them out yes. too frequently with, too, with no regard for the creativity. Pro- the problem is the Call of Duty thing. Yeah. Like, where it's just, it will be annualized, it's going to come out on this schedule, we're going to make it happen. As opposed to like, yeah, whenever somebody has the next idea, we'll make it work. I Like Wreck-It Ralph, didn't, when it did well, didn't fucking come out the next year. Oh, it would have if Disney it, could have pushed it. It took like six years, I want to say. Because, it's been well, a long time. They've been busy working on other Disney animations at the same time, remember now. 
Because I know they have, know they have the multi-stacked ones yeah. at Pixar with like Zootopia and everything, because it, it's a process. But remember, Moana, Moana needed to but like when they But I mean, like when they make these movies, like because I when believe Pixar makes movies, they have a fucking plan. Was Moana and there's Pixar? An inspiration? No, exactly. Zootopia and Zootopia was also not Pixar, was it not? No, Zootopia was uh, Disney. St- that's why Dis- that's why Wreck-It Ralph didn't have a sequel because they immediately went from Wreck-It Ralph to Zootopia. And then, but isn't uh, Cars Pixar? Yes. And they keep making sequels. Yeah. Which are garbage. Yeah. Was Mo- was Moana? Did, Moana, I figured, was Disney because it has a princess. Well, so well, technically, Brave. They're, they're hard was to a tell. Princess. They're hard to tell apart because they have like the same animation. I mean, Brave is yeah, yeah. Was Brave Pixar? Yes. I thought that one was Disney. No, that's why no one likes. <laughs> I'm mixing Brave. them all up now because Brave was awful as a princess movie because Pixar doesn't know how to make princess movies. What I didn't like about Brave. Apparently, we're just going to review that in the middle of Solo. Is uh, I liked where they were going with like, like, like strong female character Archer Lady is going to go on fantasy adventure with like Willow Wisps and shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Pretty where's standard. this going? Then it's like, psych. This movie's Freaky Friday. I'm like, yeah, fuck. If the it mom, got so much worse. <laughs> if, the mom, if the mom stayed a bear, I probably would have given it a ten out of ten. <laughs> if it just stayed a bear. Yeah, but if she was a bear who could talk. Like, she was aware, you know, like, she's still herself. Like, that would be worth it. To see, at the end of the movie, a bear holding children going, like, it'll be okay, kids. And I'm like, this is absurd Norse bullshit. Like, I love it. <laughs> For me, but, the thing about, start like, closing thoughts, because yeah. for love of God, this has to stop for three hours. Oh, it's been about as long as the movie was. Yeah. It's longer. We're so above longer now. Well, yeah, but this is this is we're we're getting into Infinity War territory, and Solo that movie was had, like that, I thought Solo that, that, was two and a half hours. I want to say was it? Yes, it kind of felt long. Yeah. No, it didn't. Kinda, it was long. I felt it. The uh, <laughs> the horror was real. So, closing thoughts. You're saying? I just when I watch a Star Wars movie, above all other things. Because, like, we we did the Last Jedi discussion that's lost to time now where, like, people were arguing about, like, logistics of, like, fucking bombing gravity and shit like that. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, I was making the argument during that podcast, too. I'm like, that's not what matters. That's just not, this is not the point. No, it matters to me. Because for me, what matters is the emotion in Star Wars movies. Sure. Because it's always been science fantasy. It's always been really loose with its bullshit. Yeah. And it's always about the sweeping score and, like, oh, the John Williams shit comes up and, and... Like, a big thing's gonna happen. Luke, I am your father, all this other shit. Like, so, like, I want Last Jedi, where, like, I feel shit after I see the movie and during the movie, and, like, it means something to me. And, okay. like, you know, like, like, like what Disney movies are supposed to do, actually. I, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, even if you don't agree with me about the movie yeah. being good or whatever. The no, I, but, I mean, yeah. And I don't want movies like Rogue One and Han Solo, where it feels like the movie just turns into ash in my mouth yeah like you bite into the apple and it's just ash and you're like oh this was it's, it's just empty yes. and then you never see it again <laughs> my closing like, this is nothing my closing statement is i uh i look forward to seeing more of these types of movies because you idiots won't let it stop I look forward to podcasting about it. Because, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, Star Wars is a franchise that has ended. It is already done, and it will never continue. <laughs> but you will, con- but you will continue to be upset about it. Your headcanon that all these movies are happening. It's not even headcanon. It's it's just fact. 
It's like the fact <laughs> of life is that Star Wars had three movies and it's gonna, it it's gonna it's gonna be like what was it Dallas where it just was revealed an entire season of the show happened in someone's brain and yes, someone's br- this, brain and wasn't in their dream and wasn't canon. Anything that didn't take place within the first three movies is <laughs> all non-canon. It's all extended universe, and that's and it's fine if you all want to argue otherwise, but you also have to accept the worst parts of it. Then you need to embrace every part. Solo is canon. Rogue One mm-hmm. is canon. The prequels are canon. Like, every piece that you hate as a fan are fucking canon. And it will forever be canon. Or... So there's too many of them. Or... I can't can... wait for the Infinite Crisis thing in uh, Star Wars that resets the universe. It already happened. <laughs> it's called Changing uh, Hands. It's so convoluted that that's going to happen. When it changed hands happen. from George Lucas to Disney, that no, was I the... I mean, like, an actual the... universe reset. I know what you're like, talking just... about, but it can't... When no. it reaches that level of convolution, will television audiences ever accept that? They're already being asked, asked to accept it twice in the X-Men universe. Once with Deadpool and once with uh, X-Men... Uh, Days of Future Past, where they just retcon out all the parts they didn't like of the of their story. I think I think you can have it happen, but it, it comes at the cost of ki- like basically killing the fan base for Star Wars and starting anew. Yeah, which is in my opinion a I, great idea. That makes me stop caring real hard when you're like, and now it, none of it was real or or whatever the yeah. fuck. Or like 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 I can't even get myself to care about superhero comics because of that element of them. Like I'm like I I no, <laughs> I, just I mean won't start. I, I think I think Disney's best option is to just uh I think their best bet would honestly be to negate all movies, say that all the movies that have come out are non-canon, they're all garbage and they're shit, and we're gonna make better Star Wars movies that are not that have no relevance to old Star Wars movies, and watch all of the fans die. So off that, that's and that's, that's my issue on. with uh. Because these Star Wars stories... You can't keep living in this cycle. My problem here is the Star Wars stories are not living up to their their, their potential. They, they would never Like, can. the Star Wars episodes are the continuing main saga story, right? Yeah, whatever. That's, like, the point? Yeah. The Star Wars stories, the ones that are called story, like Rogue One... Yeah. They should just be their own shit. Mm-hmm. Give it to some visionary director that does their own thing. Let them make up the entire story from scratch yep. and just fucking go with it. It's you know, not about an existing thing. Nope. It's not about the fucking robot bounty hunter that has a cone for a head. It's not for about anything you've ever seen in any Star Wars movie. It can happen on a planet or something or maybe, I don't know, it has pod racing in it. Like it could, It's the same universe. But make they can make their own story. Here's the thing: I want to see. That's a not star... happening. They're I... just prequels again. Yes. called something else. Yes, and prequels are still bad, and they're being bad for the same reasons the original ones were bad. Yep, and they're, they're learning zero lessons from it. I want. I think I with you know with like building upon your situation or what your opinion is. I think it would be great if they they handed somebody uh, the Star Wars sets, like the set for Star Wars stuff, and just said like. What do you think? <laughs> and seriously, and just, and just go see with what they it. make up. Yeah, yeah, and see what they see what the fuck happens. Because all you need it's for a fucking science fantasy universe, raw creative output should be the whole thing. No, no, no. It, we it, shouldn't be bogged down in bullshit. Understand what you said. It is a sci-fi fantasy universe. It, what it is is a heavily controlled you, and heavily regulated it's product. A universe. And you're telling me that in this it's an fucking intellectual grand property. universe, 
I keep running into the same fucking people every goddamn time? Like the guy from the cantina? How am I running into the same fucking people in a universe? Yep. Even, and, there's all, and they keep going to remote areas <laughs> and doing that. You know who magically didn't do that? Mass Effect. Which mm -hmm. somehow managed to keep their fucking characters on their fucking planets, and that's when you saw them. Yeah. I didn't go to the Citadel. I was like, hey, wait a second. That's my main man from Mass Effect 1. No, because he wouldn't be there. He has other shit to do. No, it, it kind of happened in Mass Effect. Well, Mass Effect 3 it did, sure. It was more forgivable in Mass Effect at least because there was fewer places to go. Well, yeah, but... In Star Wars? But the point I'm making is, like, but, the uh, same thing. No, even in would... Mass Effect 2, it's like you go, to, you find Garrus on Omega. And you find uh, Liara on Ilium. Like, they're not, they're on, they're not in places you left them or anything like that. Well, yeah, but you're you also playing the same character through all three games, yeah. so that's... It's an, overall, it's a weird yeah. comparison. But, but, I, but the point I'm, I'm making... I'm just saying your whole point's bad. It is. <laughs> and it, and you're it, right about the original thing, it's just yeah. the analogy is terrible. The analogy point <laughs> remains that you're not... There's no reason why we have to follow the same fucking Motley crew of people for fucking... What is it, 50 years now? Mm -hmm. Is it seriously 50 years of the fucking same story? Because, like, for God's sakes, I can't wait to die. And there's a Star the, Wars movie coming out in theaters where it's the, the same fucking the story. The movie should be like the extended universe where they would just make shit up. Oh my God, Keith, what a fucking idea. How visionary of you. To say such a thing. It's almost like it's never happened it's before. It's kind of noteworthy. Like, I have, you I mean have, like the prequels or like, the fucking original Star Wars movies like I, which just I, had to be pulled out of someone's ass? Like I, I haven't read it so I don't know the context but what people always reference as being some kind of high quality extended universe thing is always the Thrawn trilogy and what really stands out to me about Thrawn is it's a name I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? How yeah. it's not the fucking the adventures of Leia after she, her, when she got back into wearing the bikini again or whatever the fuck. You mean it's not the Avengers of Luke Skywalker? No, it was Luke oh, Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Because there's a clone of Luke Skywalker who's spelled with two U's. Because that's real. Then there's another one with three mm. U's. That's what happens when you obsess. That's what happens when you obsess too much over the core characters to the point of strangling them. Is when you start making evil clones of the main cast. And then a clone of the clone that has three U's in his name. There's also a clone of the Emperor. Like a lot of them. And then Chewbacca gets killed by a moon. Oh, yeah, that they does killed him with a whole moon. I forgot about that. Yeah. I can't wait till they write that into canon. Jesus. Oh, by the way, speaking of Extended Universe stuff and the Lost podcast, is that I kept making the point, when because uh, our co-host that didn't want us to air the episode afterwards kept talking about this idea about talking about Extended Universe crap, and I kept making the point, like, it's not canon unless they actually ever loop back and acknowledge to it in the main series. Yeah. Because I always make the point, as we've made before on this podcast, I think, which is that the fucking... Everything about Extended Universe stuff, from video games to uh, to books to everything, cartoons, was always just getting the stamp of approval of can, of being canon just so it you get permission to buy it basically like if yeah. you say it's canon you think it's more important so you'll buy it it's similar to it's a, it's a marketing strategy to make impossible amounts of money for the most merchandised yeah. franchise ever made it's kind of like the thing where they have where people ask stuff but, about characters that they play where it's like would your character eat bubblegum ice cream it's like yes well that character likes bubblegum ice cream it's like that's, that's not that's what happened that's not that's what happened to this movie you didn't hear about that no that was uh someone was like 
Would Lando be a uh, pansexual? And they're like, sure. <laughs> and that's why people. Who think did you like, ask? Did you ask Ron? Ron why, doesn't know what a pansexual that's why, is. Uh, I think it was the writer. But like, that's why people think that. That's why people are talking about Lando being uh, pansexual was because of an interview that happened where I think the interviewer actually might have asked the question themselves. Did you ask? So Disney? it was leading anyway. Did you ask Disney? And they're just like because Disney makes the final say on who has sexuality and what. <laughs> but my point is that uh, the, the, they they finally called me out. Who did? I always talk about uh, like it's n- none of it's canon because it never loops back around. Yeah, fucking Darth Maul with the fucking robot legs is in the movie now. <laughs> so now, much like General Grievous showing up, it's like it's canon. Although in both cases, aren't both of those from the Clone Wars show? Yes. So just still just the Clone Wars is canon. Yeah. Which is also what they said before. It's the one carryover from the old universe that's still canon. Also, because when they del- when they wiped out all the canon, they kept Clone Wars. They cl- they cl- they kept the they kept the Clone Wars show. Yeah. From the old the old canon, they still kept Clone Wars, but only that one. Wait, so the prequels don't count? No, I mean when they wiped out the extended universe. Oh, oh, oh. They said oh, none oh. of extended universes counts except Clone Wars the show. I thought the Clone I think, Wars the I think show was, was made I think, I think after... it was still airing. Well, yeah, but I thought it was also made after before the Before and after. Before and after the prequels? No, it, it was made it was made I think they started making it after Clone Wars came out, the movie. That's what I thought. But yeah. it continued being made. No, no, and it was I know. Still being made after Disney I, took over, so like, yeah, that's still canon because we're still profiting off of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now much like General Grievous, uh, Darth Maul with robot legs has looped back around to being in a movie, which is what I want. Is it? N- not really. Okay. I kind of don't want the extended universe to exist. I don't want. Any I just want the movies to be their thing. I just. But I just, I just make the point like you can't tell me shit's canon if it's never going to matter. Yeah. If it's either going to matter or it's not going to matter. Like, at this point, I don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is fucking canon. I just don't... Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has not even intersected with the Avengers movies in any way since the first season. They're just, like, fuck it and making shit up as they go along, and, and which I'm fine with because the show's great, but I won't pretend they're the same story. Well, yeah, I mean, there's but, there's a lot of st- there's a lot of stuff that happens we, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. we were talking about Shield. Last Jedi, I'd be like, yeah, I love that thing and that thing, and people are like, no, because it bothers me because of this book I read. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. The book's not real. <laughs> The book's not a movie in the Star Wars franchise. You can't just cite shit that's like fan theory I'm shit, just, basically. Honestly, I'm just but tired. Now, but now I'm fucked. <laughs> I, <laughs> now I, they're fucking me in yeah. my argument. And and I'm bummed about that because I think that, that being bogged down in an extended universe makes it worse. I'm just tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of it all. <laughs> like, I seriously, I'm tired of seeing people go like, Star Wars, Star Wars. And it's like, I don't think you get it anymore <laughs> like i think I, I think you forget what star wars was star wars is a rare franchise where i feel like the the fans are the ones that aren't fans yes and the non-fans are better fans than the fans no that's the thing about star wars that's so magical none of you are fans <laughs> you're all fucking idiots star wars is a fucking awful franchise built about nothing but a one guy going woohoo and it's fine because that's how movies somebody that, should. Somebody that wanted to make Flash Gordon. He just wanted to fucking have fun, and that's what a movie is. He wanted to make Flash and, Gordon. And he thought the movie was going to be a massive failure, and then this happened. And he, and and you know what? And you know why it got ruined? Because idiots like you came back every time for the fucking new movie, and were so excited and cared so much. Stop! Stop caring about a movie. Just stop caring. Movies aren't meant to be cared about. You're meant to watch them. Talk about them and then never talk about them again. Well, now we killed Han Solo and then we rolled over, rolled him over in his grave by shitting on his past. 
You didn't even get a guy who looked like Harrison Ford. For fuck's sake, Disney. You have all the money in the world, and you couldn't find a fucking kid who looked like Harrison Ford? One job. One fucking job. See you guys later. Chewie didn't even look like Chewie.